welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. We're on episode number 116. I'm your host, Serial Sensei. As always, you can give this podcast a listen on SoundCloud, iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, and leave a review. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Play. Hit us up on Facebook at the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page, as well as Instagram. Send questions to Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serial Sensei. Um, and that is pretty much it for the intro spiel. So, as always, um, I'm joined with my co host, Antaku. What's going on, man? I got Cars 2 on in the background, and the one car just pulled out an Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> like like a, a, like a real ass looking gun and just started firing at the other cars <laughs> made her got a duck for cover that his name i forgot i've never uh, watched i've never watched all the cars movies. i saw the third one i saw the first one and that was it it was like cars 2 looks stupid <laughs> but, uh, uh, apparently now we're just fucking out here killing cars yeah, they, so hey man you got to turn it into twisted metal I feel like they didn't go far enough with their like um with their universe because like all right so you, so now cars just have guns but like guns are made specifically to like kill people uh, uh, now they're firing freaking missiles like what the hell <laughs> like every gun should be like a rocket launcher or something like and these cars are just riding other cars and it's just like, like now they're like riding submarines and like. It, it's not consistent. Like, the submarines have no free will. Who made the, <laughs> like, did the cars make the submarines? Because um, they have eyes and stuff, but they've just kind of been hanging on the side of the ship. So, like, are they just there forever? Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're in some kind of servitude. They just, they serve that one function, and that's just kind of... What, what, what is the hierarchy of social, like... <laughs> the submarines live in the slums. You see, this is this is what I get for not watching planes. <laughs> they're, the, they're the bottom feeders of society. Oh man! But uh, we're we're recording this <laughs> December thirtieth, uh, <laughs> right, bright and early, and well, not too bright and early in the morning. It's actually about eleven oh eight a.m. day after UFC two thirty two. Uh, real quick, just run through the top cities, uh, top listens for the week. Uh, as always, shout outs to uh, Tumblr listeners, who doesn't seem like y'all have all left. Seems like everything's still kind of afloat. I'm, I'm seeing the same faces. So, uh, shout out to you guys, people on Twitter, everybody. Um, but top cities for listeners of the week. Uh, number one, Monticello, New York. Uh, number two, uh, we got Edmonton in the United Kingdom. Number three, Midland, Texas. Number four, randomly, Adana, Turkey. If I'm saying that right, or Dana, I'm not sure how that's pronounced. And coming in at number five, we have Boyden, Virginia. Uh, so, shout-outs to you guys. Appreciate the listens. 
always share we treat uh pass the podcast along to a friend we would greatly appreciate it um so yeah. if they don't like mma yeah just rec- just tell them to listen to us yeah we just need their <laughs> click just tell them like click it and then you know please download the podcast you don't have to listen to it just download it there you go i mean we, we talk about more than fights we just talk about cars we talked about soap operas one episode talked about like <laughs> amish romance novels oh man that was a thing that was a thing also vamp- amish vampire romance novels which i didn't know was a thing the MMA fan fiction. <laughs> oh God, we've been places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a lot of bright ideas on this podcast. Who else is going to talk about a barbecue fight league coming to your you know, TV deal twenty nineteen? Yeah, we're getting in there. That's that's going to be the next like fight pass announcement. You know? We just need like we just need like one board meeting with like a venture capitalist, and just be like, hey, <laughs> the idea is they're all dads. And they fight for each other's families. Yep. And I, f- I feel like that's enough. Like, we don't even need, like, a whole feel about how we're going to make money. They're just going to have, like, money signs in their eyes. There you go. And it's like, you know, so, you just rent out a park. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no no six-packs allowed. Like, you, you have to be fat. Yeah. The most you can like, be is, like, that athletic fat where, like, you're you're chubby, but you're, like, sturdy. That's the, like the, that's the most you can be. Abs like, like disqualify you. Yes. Like Sierra Bajada Yeah. Yeah. That's as ripped as you can get. Anything past that, we don't, we're not. Yeah, you're not really a dad. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Yeah, we need the real dad weight. You, you can't be in shape and be a dad. Yeah. It's just impossible. <laughs> so, yeah, we got, we got that, we got that going for uh, 2019. Um, so since we actually did record last week and we covered news and notes, um, I mean, we're still in the midst of the holiday break, so hope you guys had a good Christmas. And actually, uh, possibly by the time you guys hear this, um, it might be New Year's already, unless I put this out tomorrow. Not sure, but um, either way, I hope you guys had a nice holiday. Hope you guys have a nice New Year's. Uh, if you go solid, yeah. If you go to celebrate on New Year's, please be safe. Don't 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 drink and drive, man. Catch a Uber, catch a Lyft, find a DD. Um, don't 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 be out here wilding out. But I'll be at work on New Year's because it's time and a half for me, and you know, magical. Yeah, I'll I'll be at work. <laughs> Being lame, but uh, no, I hope, hope you guys had a good holiday. But uh, like I said, since we recorded last week, because John Jones made us record last week, um, we covered most of the news. So news between the holiday break and now, not a ton has happened. Um, but I have just a few minor notes here and there. Um. Cain Velasquez versus Francis Ngannou, which we already talked about, but uh, it's now, like, official, official, like, contracts have been signed, all that good stuff. So, Cain Velasquez versus Francis Ngannou is official for UFC on ESPN1, and that'll be the headliner for that card. Um, other fight announcements I have is Macy Chiasone, which was the tough uh, women's featherweight winner, will be going against Gina Mazzani at UFC 235. Uh, Volkan Uzdemir versus Dominic Reyes is not official yet, but it's in the works for UFC London. And Dennis Bermudez uh, versus T. Edwards is on the UFC Brooklyn card. How many fights right. does that card need? Like, every I've, week I look up and there's a new fight. Like, they, they didn't fill that out yet? I have no idea. Like, that the bout order for the ESPN card is going to be weird because 
they they put Greg Hardy in the co-main event. And and John Lineker versus Cody Sanhagen is the card opener on the prelims. That's a prelim? Yeah. Ah, oh, that's trash. That should have opened. That if that was the main card opener, I would get it. Like I understand the I, I understand the value of keeping the um the format of prelims and main card. Mostly because okay, you want to get the people like us who watch every single fight, but you also have the people who only want to watch I don't know the important fights, like the main event, and you want to give them like a time frame that's not like seven hours long, right? For them to like okay, the main card starts at eight, so I can hop in at like nine thirty, ten o'clock ish, and catch like you know Henry Cejudo versus T.J. Dillashaw. <laughs> but like you, you think they would keep in the tradition of like having the important fights at the end of the card because all John Lineker fights are important fights. Yeah, and that's yeah. gonna be like mad violent, like yeah. extra violent. I, I'm assuming it's just because people who people who probably have the the people who have ESPN Plus probably ha- know who Greg Hardy is, even if they're not MMA fans. Yeah, he, he, yeah, which is which is just all types of disheartening. He, he he's a, he's a buzz name, but I mean I I get it though. Like if if you're in the know about Greg Hardy, like you know he you you know former NFL player, all, all that you know stuff. So he he's a buzz name you can throw out and people will they'll tune just to see what happens. Like oh here's an NFL player who's trying to get into MMA. He's in the UFC now. Let me see if he can do something. So, I, I get it, but it's kind of like, yeah, because then it, it kind of could backfire. Like if he goes out there and gets flatlined, um, or if he goes out there and does something stupid in his private life again. Yeah, like now this all kind of blows up. Well, you know what? You know what? I'm not even gonna say it blows up because <laughs> John Jones has taught me things can blow up and come back together, and. You can always make yourself out to be the victim. That's yeah. what John Jones taught me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Oh, also, um, that... You, you mentioned the Macy, Chia, Sun, uh, Gina, Mazzani fight. Yeah. That's going to be at Bantamweight. Why? I have no idea. Macy, Chia, Sun's like 5'10", 5'11". Yeah, like, she's big. She is big. There's no reason for her to be cut into 135 other than that 145 doesn't really exist. It is a two-person division. Two and a half, I guess, if you count Kat Mazzagano. <laughs> so she went through all of this. The, the whole tough. And then... Like, I mean, I can't, I can't blame her because, like, what are her options? I mean, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'm not mad at her for taking the fight, but it's just kind of like... Well, well, no, like, I'm not, like, for moving down. Like, it's a dumb move, but, like, it's a dumb move in us, in... in a world where like the old, her only other options at the time were wait for my chance to get beat up by Cyborg or fight like Holly Holm in my fourth professional fight. Yeah. Like and, like I get it. Yeah. Not not a not a ton. Of, I hope she can make that cut though cuz Jesus, she's like Megan Anderson big. Like she's yeah. She's every bit of 145. Like I like one of the reasons I really like her as a prospect. She's like not, she is a legit 145er. Like she's just, she has a body of a 145er. Lord, oh, hopefully that uh that weight cut goes well. Um, I like this Uzdemir and Reyes fight too. Um, I'm I'm assuming 
well, one would assume for Reyes, I feel like if he if he wins this, that you, you I, I guess you establish some kind of hierarchy at 205 if if such a thing exists because Gus, as we'll get into in a few, um, I think he's kind of just gotten knocked down a few pegs. So you have Jones obviously at the top. I don't know really what's going on with DC, um, but you know you got Anthony Smith who is pretty much right there at the top. And if Reyes beats Uzdemir, um, um, he's probably like right behind Anthony Smith, I would guess. So what you're saying is there's going to be a pay per view in the near future where Anthony Smith is going to be fighting John Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, that's what they were building to in the uh, in the um, FS1 like post fight. Uh, coverage because they had Lionheart right there, and they had them both on the screen, and you could see uh, Anthony Smith's dented forehead. <laughs> yeah, that's that's coming. That's that's yeah. gonna be a thing. So so you know, get your sixty-five, seventy bucks prepared. Yeah. But what Go if see. what if Anthony Smith like knocked him out? Well, I was also thinking, you know, it'd be real. It'd be straight up poetic justice. Uh, that a mid-tier 185 or moved up to 205 and just beat the greatest <laughs> of all time. I'd be like, yeah, no, it makes sense. Oh, man. I mean, sure, Rash- uh, 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 Prime Rashad Evans and Leo Machida couldn't do it, but uh, freaking Cesar Vajera? Yeah, he did it. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, two two oh five just continues to be weird. Um, but yeah, Do- Dominic Reyes and Uzdemir, I, re- I really like that fight. Um, why do I remember T. Edwards' name? Like he was in a. He was in a really good fight with um. He was in like a fight of the night with what's his name? The other the other young guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, he lost. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. that's what I knew. I knew his name sounded familiar. Um, da- uh, da- Don Madge. There we go. Okay. Oh, yeah. he's the guy who got head kicked. Um, on the uh. Who was that card? <laughs> the Ustamir Smith card. Oh. <laughs> no, because now I remember why. Because he was one of like the few, like oh, yeah, that was that was a really good fight. Um, performances on that card. Yeah. So he was on the losing it. I'm looking at the poster for that card. It just like it has like their fast knockout times. And this is like Vulcan Ustamir, 15 seconds. Uh, Anthony Smith, like, 22 seconds. This is what you're going to be uh, tuning in for. You know, give us $10 and get Fight Pass so you yeah. can watch this. Yeah, that's not what we tuned in for. <laughs> but uh, that's pretty much it for fight announcements. Um, other random news, um, not not a lot, but uh, so- something wild kind of happened uh, during this holiday break. Uh, so one... Kind of, uh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this 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 was um I saw this headline and I I couldn't really fathom what I was reading. But um one cowboy Oliveira, uh I guess he you know, he went back to Brazil for the holidays, chilling with the family, you know. He was at his mom's house and yeah. then he was like, My mom's car needs more gas, so I'm gonna go to the gas station on yeah. Christmas Eve. <laughs> I I feel bad for laughing, but, like... It's so... I I think I can only laugh because, like, he's okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's the... Because... This is terrifying, though. Like, so just imagine, people. Like, Cowboy Oliver, he goes, you know, you're chilling with moms. Moms needs gas. Let me go put gas in the car. Goes to the gas station. 
trying to put gas in the car, sees an altercation going down at the gas station. Looks closer at the altercation. Oh, these are some of my other family members. Let me get involved in this. Somebody pulls out a gun and points it at his nephew's face. I don't even know how that, how it got to that, but that, that was a thing that happened. Situation escalates, and somehow, some way, somebody had a grenade on standby. Not a knife, or, or another gun, or like a bat, or a machete, a grenade. <laughs> like, we went yeah. from zero to 200. So, a grenade I mean, is... I mean, we went from like 100 to like, war zone. Yeah. <laughs> like, quick. <laughs> really quick. So, somehow, in this... uh. No, I don't even know if there was like a scuffle or if it was just arguing, but a grenade was thrown. Um, Cowboy Oliveira got hit with some shrapnel, I think they said, in like his leg. Um, I don't know what happened to the people who <laughs> threw the grenade, but last I checked, um, he went to the hospital. He got the shrapnel. He had to get surgery to get the shrapnel taken out. Um, he got the shrapnel removed, um, and then I think he went to the police to report the incident. And as far as I know, like he's okay. So, like, I'm I'm glad we we didn't lose him, um, because a grenade at a gas station could have went really wrong. Yeah. Um, like, what happens at Brazilian gas stations? Like, what's his name? Uh, Falcao, uh, the former Bellator middleweight, the dude for Kaladov, and yeah, I remember him. I had high hopes for him at at one point. Yeah. No. Like, he starts some shit at a gas station, ends up getting concussed, getting jumped two on four by a bunch of dudes after he assaults a woman, so. Apparently the gas station is the is the brawl for all spot. Oh, and Ryan Lockley. Lockley? Lockley? Uh, the swimmer? Yeah, that guy. He's like, I got my gold medal stolen at a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I, I was thinking, like, this was, um... Oh, this is Tres Royals. Uh, okay. Now, parts of Brazil are, like, like, straight up the wild, wild west. Where, like, there are no rules. I just, like, I, I just couldn't fathom, like, somebody had a grenade on standby. Like, <laughs> skip the knife, skip Dude. the bat. We, we went straight to the grenade. Dude, like there's like there are part like uh, this was in Rio, uh, like well not in Rio but it was near Rio de Janeiro, like a couple hundred miles north. But like I know for a fact, like um, where's um, baby from Junior Albi- uh, Junior Albini? There we go. Uh, like he's from like North East Brazil, I want to say. Like it's that area where all the fighters, like you, you see all the dudes with like the fourteen and zero records, and then the, the, the they'll be fighting dudes who are like zero and two, one and three, one and five, and then they come to the UFC and they're like, "This is the first time I've ever got paid for a fight." Like those areas are hella poor, and legit, like just no type of law enforcement. Yeah, it I'm, it I'm, gets I'm, wild. I'm not enforcing an area where they got grenades. I'm definitely, uh, yeah, count me out for that one. Yeah, I, I don't know how you go about, yeah, you're basically just under martial law. <laughs> R- random side note about grenades. Um, I have a very, very random story. So when I was in high school, um, I had a teacher who, uh, he's actually my, econ- was he economics? I want to say he was my economics teacher. Um, he had actually served, ugh, 
not Vietnam. He served in some war back in the day. But um, he bought a grenade to class. Obviously, it wasn't filled. Like, it didn't have the contents. He just, like, bought a grenade in one day. Um, mm-hmm. So I can effectively say, like, when you see people in the movies and they're just flinging grenades like they're, like, paper clips. No, bro. Grenades are heavy. Like, <laughs> I, I, I picked up a grenade that had no filling in it. Like, none of the whatever it goes inside. They're, they're little bricks. They're, 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 they, they have some weight to them. You could have, like, knocked somebody out with that. I don't, I don't know how people are chucking grenades in movies. It's, it, it don't go down like that. They're, they're heavy. Just yeah. random, random side note of grenades. But that, that was a, a story that happened. So, glad, glad Cowboy's okay, though. Like, they got the trap removed. So, he, he's, he's doing okay, it seems. And the uh, last uh, note I have uh, actually is for UFC Fight Pass. Um, they mentioned it uh, quickly on the broadcast at some point yesterday about the uh, content that they're adding to the uh, program. So, I mean, more of the same, you know, a lot of the regional promotions and other stuff you'll obviously have on there. Um, the jiu-jitsu, uh, like, what is it, EBI, um, Quintet, and uh, Polaris, which are actually really fun. I actually did sit down and watch some of those this year. They're really fun to watch. Um, so, obviously that, um, but they're adding some new... Um, content as well so coming in 2019 they'll be having some muay thai events on fight pass um they'll be adding lathway which was kind of wild didn't didn't see that coming um what yeah if you hmm. watch if you watch any lathway no nah. yeah that's gonna be uh it's like um is it Ch- not chinese um god oh oh wait you mean uh oh God, the, the kick yeah the 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 the, the is, is it Bur- burmese is that the yeah lathway or burmese bare knuckle boxing um that's coming to fight pass next year which is kind of wild um yeah, i guess like, I, I, I guess you could call it like wait is it like the gloveless muay thai stuff yeah they do they wear wraps i can't remember if they wear wraps i think they i think they have like hand wraps but it's basically like Honestly, basically, I don't, I don't want to sound ignorant on here because I'm not like a hundred percent sure, but it seems like it's like bare knuckle kickboxing. But they, I think they wear like hand wraps, but there aren't like gloves. But it's like it's full contact though. But there are no like there are no takedowns or or you know anything like that. It's brutal. Ooh. It's yeah. very <laughs> it's it's very brutal though. Like it's it's real. Um, I wonder if they have problems with people like soaking their like wraps and stuff. Yeah, cause oof, oof, but I mean, if you if you guys want to watch, just type in Lathway. They there are plenty of fights to to watch if you don't know what it is. Um, but it, it's a very brutal combat sport, so that'll be coming to Fight Pass. And also, uh, Fight Pass struck a deal with Roy Jones Jr.'s boxing promotion. Uh, so that'll be a thing, uh, coming out in two thousand nineteen. So, Fight Pass, like I said, it's it's a good service. I enjoy it for the nine ninety nine a month. Like, there's it's so much on there to watch other than UFC. Like, you you get all of these other regional promotions. You get Glory. You can go back and watch Strike Force and WEC and all of these other promotions that you probably never heard of. Um, even though, like I said, the site is a bit clunky. I was having problems with it this morning. It kept like randomly just logging me out <laughs> in the middle yeah. of me like watching fights. Um, so if if they would just polish it up a bit. 
Like, it already has the content. It just needs to be, like, fine-tuned. Because it's kind of a clunky kind of site and app. But other than that, man, I, I do really enjoy the content on there. Like I said, I was really hesitant way back when to, like, purchase it. But it's it's been worth it. Like, if you watch a lot of fights and you just... That's just what you want to do with your free time. It's not a bad investment for nine ninety nine a month. And I don't say a lot of nice, nice things about the UFC. But Especially I, I, after this week. Right. <laughs> but, no, I really do enjoy Fight Pass, man. Like, when, when I need to pass some time and, like, I don't know what to watch, I can just log on Fight Pass and just throw a fight on and just, you know, have fun. So, uh, just look out for all the additional content they'll be having next year for 2019. And uh, that's pretty much it for news and notes, man. Like I said, we recorded last week, and we recovered, We covered pretty much all of the other fight announcements. So since between then and now, uh, not really too much has been going on. So I guess we can kind of just um, jump to well, well, no, I was gonna I was gonna mention Ryzen 14, but by the time you guys hear this, that'll already have happened. Um, so uh, uh, guys are recording. It's happening tonight. Yeah, at like 1 in the morning. So, by the time... Well, I, I guess I'll just give a reminder for those who don't know, because I'm pretty sure not everybody's... Well, aside from us, you know, people who... we This is what we put ourselves through. But if you don't know, if you're not in the know, Ryzen does have a card. Um, we're recording this on the 30th. The card starts on the 31st at 1 a.m. in the morning. So, if you haven't seen it by the time this comes out, go back and watch it. Because there are a lot of good fights on that card. Um, and if you're going to be buying the Fight TV version of it, Floyd Mayweather, Tenshin Asakawa won't be on it. Yeah. So if, you yeah, know, if, if, if you're in North America, at least. If you're in North America, right? Yeah. So if that's if that's what you're if that's what you're here for, um, you know, go find the other means. Yeah. <clears throat> you will have to bootleg otherwise. But <laughs> that's that's a great card though. Like a lot of good fights on that card. Darian Caldwell and. and Koji Horiguchi is going to be crazy. So go back and watch that card if you haven't. Uh, we'll be at some point watching it and hopefully doing a, a breakdown of that at some point this week as well. But uh, that's pretty much it for news and notes and announcements. So we can just kind of get on to the the, the, the season finale of, of UFC <laughs> 2018. Also um, UFC on FX. Yeah. Or Fox. Yeah, we, we've officially closed out the the Fox era. I can go to Sling TV now and switch my prescription, so I can I said prescription subscription, so I can get uh, ESPN back because I've been missing out on all the college football. But uh, yeah, UFC 232 went down yesterday. I'm at the forum after originally supposed to <laughs> being in Vegas. If you want a breakdown, just to do a shameless plug. I did a write-up for UFC 232 on the Technical Foul Podcast website. That is T-E-C-K, Technical Foul Podcast. I did a write-up. I explained in brief of the information I had at the time of why this (laughs) event... I mean, you guys know the story by now of why this event was moved from Vegas to California and Turnable and... Can we just mention really quick that more has come out since we recorded, like, what was it Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, it's been. Uh, yeah, like the the independent committee or the independent experts that USADA got to um to to weigh in on the thing were actually just two for one former USADA employee, one current USADA employee, and 
the head of the laboratory where Usada, um, Usada basically like borrows from time to time in Utah. So they're all financially linked to Usada. Yeah. It's, it's... So, um, je- apparently the first irregularities in Jones' test came back in like August. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, this this has been um it's it, it's not a, it's not a, is basically like they they have no credibility. They're going to get sued to shit when they mess with the wrong fighter. Like who has the means to actually sue them? Yeah, it's it's been a mess. It has been like I've, I've said this from the beginning like the concept and like the idea of a USADA, I understand and I get it and I support it. You want to keep the sport as clean as possible. I'm all for that. But my God, has the execution just been uh, <laughs> it's been questionable to say the least. Um, there has been so many mishaps and like inconsistencies that it's just like I almost like I don't want you guys here anymore. I'd rather just. <laughs> Let's just let them juice again at this point, almost because it's. Uh, you know what? That would be a whole nother podcast, dude. Dude, oh my god, this is something else that came out. The UFC um, and Usada are going to be putting together a list of pre-approved, pre-approved, like um. Yeah, supplements. Yeah, supplements. Yeah, supplements and. Holy crap! Can I see that being abused to high hell? Yeah, I was gonna say that. That is going to be, that's going to create a whole nother host of <laughs> of issues. Because now people who are, they, this is this is all going to fall apart. This is, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Pe- pe- people are going to find shortcuts, shortcuts around that. Just look out for more USADA headlines in 2019 that will not be good ones. Imagine you stop, like, and they're, they're bumping up their testing, like, they're doing 10% more, or whatever, or, I don't know, it's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah, that, that, it just, yeah we, we could spend a whole podcast just talking about that alone, and we, we kind of did, but we had limited information a week ago, but just go, go do your Googles, go do some research, a lot more has come out since then, but I just don't feel like making sense of it, because it's just... It's just really messy, um, and I'm not a biologist. It's a lot of that jargon I don't really understand. Apparently, and neither were the people who made the decision to fight. <laughs> right. So, but like, like I told somebody on Twitter, um, I'm not a biologist, but I know BS when I see it. Um, exactly. I, I don't need to be a biologist to understand that. When, 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 when this all seemingly only happens to one person, I'm sorry. And I've defended Jones many times when I knew I shouldn't have, but I can't <laughs> on this one. I can't. I can't, man. So no for me, dog. <laughs> I, I mean, can you even blame Jones? That, no, because at this point, it's like if I know I can circumvent the system, why not? <laughs> like, why not? Just I'm just gonna do it, and they're just not gonna, you know, they'll give me a little pat on the wrist and send me on my way, and then I come back and win a belt. You know, what what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. It, it, to me, this kind of said that the UFC didn't make as much money as they thought they were going to make this year. Yeah, and they were like, we we have to got to close out strong. I can't remember what what are they called the EDB does EDB. Uh, it's a a bit a, a bit does. Um, 
is your earnings before interest and taxes and stuff like that. Apparently, for their loans, it has to, they have to hit a certain like payment threshold. And, you know, they're still on their old TV deal, so it's like half of what um, they're going to be half or maybe even a third of what they're getting next year from ESPN. So it, it kind of tells me that they, they, they didn't make as much as they thought they were going to make. And you look back at all the canceled pay-per-views and underperformances like uh, that, that Woodley Till one, it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, that just I just feel like that spells for 2019 more 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 shenanigans will be afoot. Um, it it kind of like it just it, it feels like okay you're starting to see like seams unravel like it, like this week has been up there for some of the worst the USC's ever done. And I <laughs> I wrote I wrote this in in the write up I did. It is just so eerily poetic. That a card like this and everything surrounding it, like this is how we ended the year. Because I feel like everything that's happened this week and then everything that happened on this card, it gave us everything we love and despise about this sport all rolled into one nice little package. Like we, we got all of the highs and all of the lows, all of them. <laughs> I mean, we, we, like, we got. Arguably the greatest male and female MMA fighters of all time crowned on this card this week. Like, but their stories are so mired with yeah. backstage and out the cage like shenanigans, and it's just uh. Yeah, it's this card is what MMA is all about. The good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful the nonsense. Yeah, it's all here. Everything was here. This 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 year couldn't have ended any other way. Um, so I guess we'll just we'll, we'll just jump into it, man. John Jones, Alexander Gustafson, main event. Yeah, rematch is what five years in the making. First fight, man, all out war. Um, one of the best title fights ever. One of the best fights ever. Period. One one of the few times we we saw John Jones look like mortal at, at moments. Um, re- really awesome fight. Gus fell short, and here we go. Years later, closing out the year, we finally get the rematch. I've been wanting to see this for a long time, and boy, oh boy, was I um. <laughs> Let me just say, this main card for me did not go well in terms of like personal picks. Everybody I rooted for in this main card lost. Every single one. <laughs> So on a personal note, the main card did not go well for me. Though I did like overall enjoy the card. There were a lot of good moments, and a lot, a lot of a lot of good things happened on this card. But you know, a lot, a lot I too am sad that Ilya Latifi lost. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I picked. Tifi. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that picture of Latifi riding the horse, and I was like, oh, he's winning this fight. I know that picture's like really old, but. I mean, you look at that picture, and you're like, how the, how can this man ever lose? Right. Like, <laughs> this man was built to do this. But yeah. Gus but, and uh, Jones. Um, Jones. Yeah. Third round. TKO, KO, I don't even know what the ruling yeah, was. Uh, uh, stoppage. TKO stoppage of Je- uh, Alexander Gustafson. So, here, I, I know we just had this whole talk about his, you know, legend. I'll put a legend in, in quotes. 
uh, PED usage and all that. Um, but I'll, I gotta be fair here. Like I, I, I had to bash Jones for what he's done this week, but I, I can go out and be objective and say PEDs had nothing to do with why he won this fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> PEDs had nothing to do with what Pete and I don't want to turn this into that that kind of argument, but like I don't know. Um, assuming he did, let's just say he did use performance enhancing drugs. I mean, he did. Yeah, there's, there's no argument. <laughs> yeah. he, he failed the test. The question is whether yeah. he did it knowingly or unknowingly. But I, I'll say, man, there's some things that PEDs can't teach. They can make yeah. you stronger. They can probably make you faster. They they can keep you on the mat longer. Yeah, that, that's that, that, like I think that's what gets lost when we talk about PEDs. Like Vitor Belfort was not taking PEDs so that he would be ripped or TRT. Like Vitor Belfort was using TRT so that he could stay on the mat instead of like four hours a day. He could be there like six or seven. Right, and that's how he got ripped. But they will not make you smarter. They yeah. will, as far as I know, I haven't seen the science. I could be wrong, but they, they don't make you smarter. They can't help you make adjustments. They can't. There there are just certain things they can't do. And I, PD, no PDs, Jones would have won this fight regardless. And it, it hurts me to say that because I love Gus. And for the longest time, I've wanted to believe that, like, this dude can be champ. Like, I, I feel like it's there. He just needs to have, like, he needs to have like one of those Cody Garbrandt performances where he just kind of puts it all together and we we see it all like work in in a fluid motion, and it just it really fell flat this fight, man. I was I couldn't tell while I was watching this. I was like, is Jones just this good or is Gus just this like like what happened? <laughs> and, he spent like uh, so Gus has been like the last. Gus has only fought one more time than Jones since their first fight. And Jones has been suspended for, like, a year, like, three different times. Or something. Like, Gus has been hurting. Yeah. There's all these injuries. All, like, and it showed, like, the longer away from the original fight that this fight took place, the worse off it was always going to be for Gus. Because he can't stay healthy. Like the elements of pro- like Jones has all the time in the world to work on what went wrong in the first fight, and he has way more avenues to victory than Gus did. I guess what I was hanging my hat on in this fight is like even though he has fought like pretty sparingly, like the two fights, the, the Jan Blahowicz fight, I, I it was more competitive than I think people thought it should have been. But what I pulled from that fight was like. He was able to adjust. Like, okay, we're 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 standing on the feet. He's tagging me a bit more than I like. I'm gonna take him down. So like, at least I felt like in that fight, like he had a contingency plan, or at least he was able to adjust on the fly. Like, he's he's catching me on the feet a little more than I want to. Let me take him down and kind of. I'm gonna say put it in my world, but you know I'm gonna mix it up a bit. So I, I like that about that fight. And then in the the Glover fight. Lots of good footwork. I still don't really like his defense, like that whole running defense, and he right. kind of leaves his head just kind of up in the air to be hit. But, like, he had a lot of good footwork. His his striking was way more fluid than I've seen as of recent. Like, he just looked really sharp in that fight. And I was like, coming into this, I was like, maybe he'll find a way to, like, mix it and put it all together. 
and what I noticed, like rewatching it, and just to put in context, I went to a fight party for this fight. So keep in mind, the first time I watched this, I was just living in the moment, eating chicken wings and screaming at the TV. Um, during the Nunes fight, I'm pretty sure I lost my voice. <laughs> but but <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> but like, watching it live, I was just kind of like, oh, this is this isn't the main event I was hoping for. Like it just seemed like not a lot was going on. But like I said, when you're in a fight party in the moment, like there's a lot going on in the room, you can't really like fully pay attention. When I rewatched this, I was like, I feel like Jones made like subtle adjustments that from the first fight and Gus didn't really, I think Gus had it in his mind so much that he won that first fight that he didn't need to like change anything. Right. So like he didn't, he didn't add anything new to the game plan. And I think Jones just made very subtle adjustments, but they were like super effective. Like I think one thing he did good, and he mentioned it, mentioned it in his post fight. Um, uh, whoever I can't remember the, the person's name, but uh, his, his boxing coach. And it's not that his hands look super crazy, but a big part of boxing is footwork. And I think he had just subtle footwork <laughs> in this match. That like, if you if you watch the first fight. There, there were moments where Jones was just kind of like there to be hit. Like there were just, it seemed like there were more opportunities for Gus to get his his boxing off. In this fight, Jones wasn't. It, it wasn't super flashy. It wasn't anything that looked like you know he's not on like Dominic Cruz b boy mode, but he wasn't like there to be hit. Like just subtle movements to the side, subtle movements getting out of way, doesn't look really crazy but like when you just really break it down and watch it it's like oh he he noticed that in the first fight like i got hit way too much like i ate too much unnecessary punishment that i just didn't need to take so let me work my range let me get these kicks off which he did a good job of he was tearing gus's leg apart um let me get these kicks off i'll strike when you know the range is appropriate but if it gets too dirty let me just step to the side a little bit. Let me circle out and just not be there. And I felt like Gus just didn't have, like, an answer. Like, he couldn't he couldn't really find him. Like, he had a moment, I think, in, like, the, the second round where it seemed like he kind of woke up. Because he seemed so, like, lethargic in the first round. Like, he just, like, he didn't know what was going on. And then there was a moment in the second where I, I felt like he, it was a brief spurt where he tried to, like, put pressure on Jones didn't work like he, he put the pressure on him for like a little bit jones hit the footwork let me circle back out let me uh get this back to where i want it to be and he just kind of did what he wanted to do and like none of it looked really flashy but it was just super effective and then my god in the third round we've seen this in jones's career like if the man gets you down on the mat it is you're done like <laughs> you see he's too big he's too strong if he gets you on the mat, if you don't have a crazy ground game, the man is going to punish you. And, man, he took Gus down. Gus tried to defend, but Jones was able to just advance position. He starts raining down strikes, and... It's over. Yeah, it's over. Like, it's just... It's over. He made it look really easy. This fight was not, like, really competitive um, that much. And yeah. Yeah, Jones won a pretty one-sided 
not very eventful but still like effective fight and yeah once he got the takedown it was just it was over uh-huh. yeah um I, I i i had jones winning the first round uh fight like it was uh, i got a little bit of pushback for it but i had him winning the first fight four to one upon rewatch the first time i had three two um and in the post, like in the post fight, he even brought it up himself. Like he did a good, like he understood that okay, this is a guy who can hit me at a range in which I'm not used to being able to be touched. So we focused the entire thing on you know making sure my feet are in the right place, making sure I don't stay in the pocket with him because the pocket's a lot bigger than it was before uh, with Gus's reach. Um, and <clears throat> going back and watching that first fight, like. One of the things, like, people were making, like, a big deal. Like, Jones has never fought somebody with his reach, so, you know, um, he's not going to be used to it. Uh, he's going to leave himself vulnerable to get hit. Gus had never fought somebody with his own reach, too. At least in MMA. And it kind of shows, because he, he, he looked lost in that first fight in certain parts. Like, those, those like, the, the uppercuts and the, uh, and the big, like, jabs and stuff that like really shook jones or at least you know they get to play on the highlights they were few and far between there were just parts of that fight where gus looked like he, he had no idea what to do and he was just waiting on jones to walk himself into boxing range so he could hit him um and shouts to joey who pointed this out um on you know uh on his blog and you know I, oh and uh, I hope he gets well soon because apparently he's sick. So, oh. yeah. Get well but, soon, Joe. But uh, Joe, since that fight, Gus has not really looked great. Like, um, okay, so the John Blachowicz fight, he gets touched the fuck up on the feet. Um, by a guy who's a fairly good but not amazing striker. Um, gets knocked out by Rumble. Which I I think in hindsight that's a poor stylistic matchup, but still you get knocked out in front of fifty thousand people in your home crowd, um, in your home country of Sweden. Like you know that's that 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 has to be a big old shot to your confidence. And then a fight with DC in which, you know, there's a there's an argument to be there that he won that fight, but I would also argue he did not look good for a good amount of it. No, he didn't win that fight. <laughs> and this has come from a guy who was emphatically rooting for him. He there was so many moments in that fight that he did not do himself any favors. Right, right. Like, and like, what, all right. So, what are the fights that he's looked good in? Like the Glover to Sheriff fight, a fight against somebody who, uh, a slow-footed, you know, bomber who, uh, who had part, like even when he was losing. And getting soundly out box on the feet managed to make him look bad in spots just by coming forward and forcing Gus on the back foot. Because there were times in that fight where Gus would just literally just turn tail and run. Um. So like, and, and all the injuries, like, of course Gus wasn't going to win this fight. Like, uh, unless we saw a version of Gus we have never seen before. He, he, like he was never gonna win this fight, but I I think the fact that it was so one sided is just a testament to how, despite all the dumb crap he does outside the cage, 
Jones is probably one of the smartest, if not the smartest fighter in the history of MMA. D- dude understands f- uh, this fight stuff so much better than anybody else. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's that's the dangerous thing I think about Jones is like as much as I mean and deservedly so like his outside cage antics, you know the the man is, is not a saint to say the least. But when he's in that cage, boy, the man he knows what he's doing. Like he never. I can't think of many John Jones fights, maybe outside of like his very first few UFC fights where he was like, he, he, was, a, he was a little reckless, but it was fun to watch. He never puts himself in bad situations. Like, he, he, just, he just doesn't do it. Like, he, I've never watched a Jones fight and been like, ooh, that was stupid. Like, right. <laughs> like, those, those moments don't, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have mental lapses. Like, he, he's so aware of what's going on, it's, it's scary. Like, and Gus is the opposite. Where like we've seen Gus fights where he'll have really good moments, but we've seen other fights where he just does things, and we're like, like what, what? I know they didn't train you to do that. Like, what are you? What's what's going on, Gus? Like, what? Why is it not clicking? Like, something's just not. It's like something's not registering up there. Like, I I don't I don't know what it is. And yeah. If you're gonna beat Jones, man, you gotta fight a almost like a perfect fight, because he's not gonna make any mistakes. He's not gonna give you any kind of leeway. You have and, to you have to force the mistakes on, yeah. onto Jones, and he, he like it, we have not seen anybody even come close to being able to do it. Um, just, just, and from Jones' side, just like the improvements, like okay, he's still not an amazing boxer, but he understands how to use his reach. Uh, he, uh, anytime you know they got into punching range, Jones was firing off with the jab, forcing Gustafson to be defensive. Landed a few really nice right hands to the body, the same ones we saw him land against Cormier to slow him down. Um, and of course the kicks, just like the kicks to the body, kicks to the leg, just really taking away Gus's mobility. And, and here's the thing: if Gus wanted to win this fight, I think the best course of action for him was just to start a brawl. Like, get into punching range and just start throwing. Like, regardless of what Jones is throwing back. Because yeah. at least... The, the and, movement and, is what killed him in the first fight. Like, he got tired in the fourth round because, like, he was trying to dance around Jones all night. Yeah. And, like, Jones... Jones is a grinder. Like, I, I, if you go back and watch some of his old... Like, he, he is not just, like... He's working through your offense and your defense and picking apart what works and what doesn't. Uh, you, uh, how many times did he try for that snap down um, outside uh, trip on Rampage? <laughs> Before he was just like, I'm going to go switch it up to the inside and take him down that way. Like, this is a dude who is in there reading your movements. And poor poor Gus. I think he he got that first takedown on Jones in the first fight, and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna try to recreate that." Boy, none of none none of that. None of that. <laughs> Get no surprises. all of that out of here. No surprises. Like that's what that's really what Gus had the first fight. Like, he was coming off that Shogun fight where he just kind of barely won. Like he clearly won, but like he had to take um he had to take Shogun down to win it. 
Because Shogun was catching them. I know. Shogun never does. Yeah. <laughs> um. What else? Oh, that 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 quarter Nelson pass from freaking uh from Go- Jones from side control into back mount is one yeah. of my favorite things ever in MMA. Like, just so freaking good. He he makes it look so effortless. Like he makes it look like I should be able to go on a mat tonight and just like I should be able to do this, but I can't. <laughs> Dude just digs that freaking crank on his neck and just uses it to grab his back. Like, God damn. Yeah. He. Like, I'm, I'm curious. If, like I'm curious if that's something he even tr- like like drilled in his head. Like he's just like, oh, this is here. Because that's the thing you see in wrestling, like that quarter Nelson crank down. But I feel like he's the kind of guy, and and you can even see this in his very very earlier fights. Like I feel like he's the kind of guy that like if he goes to the gym, and he sees something new, he's like, let me put that in the mental log. I'm just gonna try this and see if I can. Right. And like he just tries it, and it just it just works. Like he just. Like I said, for for all of the the outside of the cage antics, all, all of that aside, and I'm I'm not saying he doesn't deserve any scrutiny. He definitely does. The man is he's out of control. <laughs> but, he is an unrepented dick. He like, he he is like, a full blown. He went he went full blown anime villain this year. Like but, he completed the transformation. But like him with that reporter on Thursday, just telling her to do better journalism when she asked him a fairly good, like, not even fair, she asked it really nicely, like, and gave Jones the room to explain himself and everything. I know the valid, very valid question. Like, uh, why do you keep trusting positive for stare? Like, and she asked it, like, the nicest way possible, and, and Jones freaking uh, plays victim. S- side note on that, I was more mad at Dana than Jones. <laughs> because Dana kept saying, "What was the question again?" I don't understand the question. Dana, you understand the question. Yeah, no, Dan, Dana's a bad person. Like, yeah, stop. And, sh- and shout to all those fucking fans. Like, good, go- like, and I, I heard a rumor that they're it's astroturfing that they hired a they brought in a bunch of people basically to cheer Jones on. Like, if that question got brought up, and it, it's stuff that stuff that does happen in professional sports. Um. And music, by by the way, weirdly enough, that's how um what's his name got famous, Frank Sinatra. I don't remember what TV show he was on, but basically they paid a bunch of teenage girls to basically go crazy when he came on stage and make it sound like he was a big star. Hey man, whatever. So, whatever. <laughs> so I, it wouldn't surprise me if the USC was like, "Hey, we'll give you fifty bucks if you cheer every time John Jones says something accusatory." He did, um, I will say for Jones, though, I saw a quote yesterday, I guess, I don't know if this happened during the post-fight press, because I didn't watch it, because I had to drive home, but I, I, he did, I did see that he apologized to her, um, I saw a quote floating around, it was still ugly, though, that was still not a, yeah, not, no, a good, not a good move. Now I'm following her on Twitter. Her name, what's her name, Is- Isabel, oh, I'm waiting for the, the page to load up. Uh, got my phone right here. Ah, oh, come on, you guys can't just call her 
female reporter. Oh, yeah. Is- Isabel Costic. Is yes. Shout out to go. You can go follow her at Easy Flanco. This is the third. Easy F L O N K O. Yeah, give her a give her a follow. But yeah, so that, there, there was just a lot going on, man, with that that fight. But like I said, sh- shenanigans and all that aside, Jones is gonna Jones, um, and he and, just. And before before we move off this uh this fight real quick. Uh, I like the sh- Mike Beltron, who this is the h- highest, um, I guess. Oh well, uh, this is his biggest platform as a referee up to this point. Like, this was supposed to be Herb Dean. Herb Dean got hurt, so he couldn't do it. So they, Mike Beltran got brought in, and a whole bunch of people got exposed to Mike Beltran's amazing mustache. Right. <laughs> And props to him, man. He did an amazing job roughing this card. He roughed a lot of fights. Oh, yeah. Like, he, I mean, Herb, Herb was down. Yeah. Yeah, they could bring in somebody else with some experience. Yeah, Mike, Mike held it down, man. Because there were a lot of weird things that happened on this card that he kind of like... Because I feel like that Zingano thing, I feel like some other refs, that might <laughs> that might have went left. Like, really quick. Yeah. Um, But, nah, shout-outs to, shout to Mike Beltran. He, he, he held it down, man. Um. But Jones and Gus, man, Jones is, he's back. He's got the belt again. Who knows how long. Yeah, yeah. we, we got to wait to see if, you know, day four after fighting, maybe he'll fail another drug test because that, that's a thing that just happens. But I don't know what they do next with him. If, they, if he fights Cormier, I don't want to see that at 205. I'm only interested to see that fight again if it's at heavyweight. They really want that fight at 205, though. Yeah, I, I don't know why. We don't need to see that again. I don't. Oh, oh, highlight of the card besides Nunes, um, Nunes fight was the UFC putting up Daniel Cormier's tweet. And in the hashtag, it said, you sound fake. <laughs> it's just like, wow. Throw them under the bus, why don't you? Hey, man. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, I, I don't know what they do with Jones next. If Ryan Hart, yeah, if, I, if all, it's going to be all the mid, all the mid tier middleweights are getting title shots, right? <laughs> let let that man, Maheta, is going to be the dude to do it. Ah, oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. But just, just Jones just has no idea how to stop this madman. Yeah, he he hasn't dealt with the hammer. He, he he don't know what to do with that. The hammer starts glowing. And he rips it off. There's, there's no defense for that. But <laughs> I hope, yeah, get 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 Lion, let Lionheart get his fight, man. Like, let me get weird with it. Yeah. Like, make it, make just make it. If we're gonna go, just go full. I ain't gonna say go full freak show, but like Cormier, I don't want to see that again. If it's not at heavyweight, um, that's that's I think that's over and done with the the Gus saga. That's that's a wrap. That's over. We don't need that anymore. Brock Lesnar, Glover to share back out. Yeah, then we don't. Yeah, we don't need that. Let's let's do Lionheart. I don't care about the Brock fight. I I wonder. I wonder if they look at Whitaker because, like, I mean, if he beats Gastelum and then he beats uh, Adesanya, who's really left? He would get worked. I mean, he would. <laughs> he would well, uh, uh, there's also Yoel Romero, but I think him and Jones are friends, so who knows? And then there's um Luke Rockhold. Yeah, if 
he can. Which I think is actually an interesting fight. Like I don't think Rocco wins or anything, but like Rocco's problem has always been pressure fighters who can box. I think and he fights. That, that is not Jones. Yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna say I think though Rocco sometimes is like too lackadaisical in there, and I think he would just. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know what they do with Jones next. I say give give Lionheart his shot, man. Let's let's just see if he can do it. If you know. At worst, he just gets destroyed, but it's not like Jones hasn't been doing that to everybody else already. So I made dude headline the pay per view versus um, Ovin St. Pru. Like, right. I mean, what's the worst? What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> is that is that is this really a step down? Yeah. I mean, I know. Well, no, that his his gimmick hasn't come through until recently. So I was gonna say. Yeah, I know he had his gimmick going with the Von Flucho, but... Well, we'll see. But Jones is a 205 champ. He's back. And those, those, he, he's in he's full villain. Jones are the never. Yeah, he's full full anime villain form, and we're just going to have to deal with him. It's, you know, it's, but we'll be keeping an eye on them drug tests within the next week. But, moving on to the co-main event, man. Um... This was like a moment in history. I think this needs to be marked as a very important, like, I don't think people understand, like, the magnitude of, like, what we saw and what happened. And, like, everybody in the room during this fight, we all, we all just screamed. Like, there was a lot of just yelling and, and just... <laughs> There was so much going on in the room when this fight happened. I think all of us were more hyped for this than the main event, actually. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because none of us... I think we took a survey around the room. Only one person had picked Nunez. And the rest of us were like, yeah, if, if they start exchanging, if Cyborg catches her clean a good one or two times, it might be over. Like, See, I, see, I, see my, my thought process was kind of the opposite. Like, Nunez only wins if she gets into this type of exchange with Cyborg, because I think I I, I kind of still do. I think Cyborg all around is just the, like the more technical fighter. I, I I didn't buy into the um, like, so basically I thought Nunez was faster and she hits harder, but she also fades hella quick. And Cyborg has a game conducive to making you break late in fights. We don't see it often because. Most of the women she fights break in, like, the first round, but if she's in there throwing body shots, pressuring, like, taking your gas tank away. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I think Cyborg gets cracked once or twice early. She eats it because, like, the only time we've ever actually seen her, like, not even hurt, but, like, stopped was when, um, what's her name? Uh, Holly Holm, like, got her to stop coming forward because she caught Cyborg and she took a step forward to coming in. Mm. I was like, okay, Cyborg's going to wear on her, beat her down, and by the fourth round, she'll stop her. Never got that far. Nope. And, oh my god, what really hurt about this fight, when I did my write-up, all of the things I wrote positive about Cyborg, she didn't do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I've I've watched this fight now 20 times, trying to figure out what Cyborg saw that made her go all... No, I... 2012 cyborg. <laughs> right 
and oh my god, this was this was so nerve wracking to watch, but it was like exciting at the same time because I knew I just I knew I was I just witnessed the moment. Like this was right. one of those moments. Like if you if you weren't if you didn't see this in real time, like you missed out on a. This was one of those moments. Like you're, this to me is up there with like. I, I don't know. Like it's just it's one Holly of those beating Ronda. Yeah. Um, Namayuna's beating Yoana yeah. the first time. It's, it's just um, one of those all-time, like, I'm glad uh, I watched this in the moment because this was something special. Um, um I don't, I, like, uh, DC knocking out, uh, uh Stipe. Yeah. Like. Like, it, it's that level of just wow. So my, my thought process going into this fight was one of the things I've, I've given Cyborg more credit for that I think kind of goes unnoticed um, during like the last couple I'm going to say the last two years uh, yeah probably about two to three years maybe four she's been fighting smarter like because like you said 2012 Cyborg was come push forward throw 30 haymakers you can't survive it I will you die and it just worked I noticed it around, I think, the second time she fought, uh, was it Conan? One of those yeah. fights back then. Yeah, like, she, basically since she came back from suspension. Yeah, like, she was a lot more tame. Like, she learned to pick her spots better. She started to use more of her game. Like, you started to see more of her grappling. And she really was putting together, like, a complete package. And I think it was kind of getting lost because she was still, like, destroying everybody. But, like, if you really pay attention, like, she's she just, she put it a lot more together these last few years. So, my thought coming into this fight was, they'll 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 definitely throw hands, like, because that's just, it's Nunez and Cyborg, like, so, somebody's got to get cracked. Like, there's no way, you know, no, nobody leaves this fight unscathed. But I was like, I feel like if Cyborg catches her clean, she can put her out, or, like, she'll stun her and be able to just, like, break her down and just kind of... Let me pick my spots. I'll crack you a few times. I can wear you down because we've seen Nunez kind of gas out. I can work my grappling. And like you said, by like the third round, third or fourth, I'll catch you with another clean one. You're going to be done. Like, it's, it's going to be over. She got into this this brawl. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, we come out fist of cuffs or immediately getting thrown. And I thought that, like, they were throwing. They're both landing Cyborg caught her with a right and kind of backed her up. I thought maybe she'll rush her to the cage, maybe throw in a body shot, or maybe like clinch. I thought like either she would go in, get a few licks in, and just kind of step back, or maybe she would clinch her and just kind of like, you know, try to just break her down a little bit. But I, I guess she just smelled blood. I think she just got caught up. Like, I, I think she knew this was a big moment, and she just felt like, she had that chance to close the window really quick, so she just went for it, and it just, that plan completely backfired, and I noticed really quick, even in the beginning exchanges, I was like, oh man, Nunez is faster than I guess what I've been giving her credit for, she's definitely accurate, and she hits on the target pretty much every time she throws, and 
boy oh boy she just kept getting to the punch faster <laughs> yeah like, after that first initial flurry like after that good right hand that cyborg landed it went downhill from there and the thing is like i felt like she could have she ate some shots she got stunned i was like just reset like just back out like don't <laughs> just disengage for a couple seconds and she just kept trying to like force the issue and she forced her face right into her right hand and got <laughs> <laughs> just got nailed. And then she gets back up and it's just Amanda's just right back in her face. And my God, that last overhand right and she just like face planted. Like Ugh <laughs> I never thought I'm not saying I never thought I would see Cyborg lose, even though that like outcome still seemed unlikely i never thought i would see her lose in this manner to where like she got she's not the person i imagine who gets face planted like yeah that that wasn't like but maybe what happens is she get caught with every part of her fist yeah yeah god ev- like... ev- every part and man N- nunez she went out and she really like she's goat <laughs> in terms of women mixed martial arts. Let's let let me run this down real quick. Let's um let me let me throw out this resume. Cyborg, Shevchenko twice, Rousey, Misha Tate, Sarah McMahon, uh where where's a Julia Budd who's a champion in Bellator now. Um, Jermaine Durandami. And none of these fights <laughs> were like, well, aside from the uh, the Shevchenko, these fights weren't close. Like she mauled, <laughs> she mauled all of these people. Only two losses or three, no two, to uh, Zingano and um, oh no, three it was three. Z- Zingano, yeah. uh, Sarah yeah. Delalio, and Alexis Davis. Oh. Mm-hmm. But the Delalio and Davis losses were way back in what well, Delalio was 2013, Davis was 2011, and Zingano was 2014. She's pretty much beaten like all of like the best fighters of her generation. She's like crushed them. She she beat like the holy like Grail. The the only other name she doesn't have is home. <laughs> like, that would be the only other like name to add to her list but i don't even think she needs to at this point like it may be nice that she gets all the ufc bantamweight champions and then the all the ufc featherweight champions right (laughs) so and i i I did want to see her fight home i thought that would be an interesting matchup because home is just she's really tough and she's a great counter striker so i'd be interested to see if someone who fights as aggressively as amanda like should would she be able to to capitalize on that at all but um, even still, man, Amanda's resume now with Cyborg pinned at the top, and bro, that that I don't I don't have words. <laughs> like, that was just this was like something out of a movie. Like, yeah, I've been, like I I've been rooting for Amanda Nunes. Like I didn't think she would win this fight, but like, wow, like. Like, like, I'm I'm rewatching it again for the thirtieth time right now, and 
at the um some like eighteen seconds of the fight, Nunes hits a leg kick to right hand combination. And from there, Cyborg just kind of loses her mind. And she just starts throwing. With like no regard to the fact that Nunes is moving away from her shots. I think she was just trying to get it back. Yeah, and it, that's why I said like I think she just got caught up because it if you look at the um the Holly home fight, she wasn't in there. I mean, she was landing some some bombs when she got the chance, but she was a lot more like methodical in that fight. Like she she wasn't trying to rush in, and, and like you said, she got caught those couple of times where she did rush in, and home made her pay for it. But she was just so much more, like, uh, composed in that fight. And even in the other fights, like the Avenger and the Kuniskaya, which were both maulings, she was still, like, smart about what she was doing. It just seemed like this fight, like... And I'm not trying to make excuses for her. Like, Amanda, (laughs) there's no excuses you can make. You got face-planted. Like, (laughs) I can't defend that at all. I feel like she got... She had a rare moment where I think she got caught up in the moment. Like, I think it got to her. Like, I I think she just, I don't know. I, like, just, I, I honestly think, I honestly got to think she didn't think Amanda Nunes would be able to hit her as hard as she did. Yeah, that too. That too. And I'll, um, I'm with her on that. I think I, I think I underestimated, like, I mean, I knew Nunes hit hard. That's, that's not a, you know. That's not a question. Yeah, not a question. But I was like, Cyborg will be able to eat it or maybe not eat it but like she'll be able to return fire like just as hard if not harder and like so i don't know if this is a controversial opinion but i never thought like like i I, basically since noon there's emerged as like this knockout machine i've always thought she was a harder puncher than cyborg like i don't know what it is about like Cyborg to me, it just always seemed like girls were just overwhelmed by like her volume more than like just her straight up just one punch knockout ability. Like Nunez hits you and like you go down. Like Cyborg hits you, you crowd up against the cage and then you eat three or four more, then you go down. And I think with Nunez also, it's she's a bit more accurate than Cyborg. Like. Yeah, when she that's, lands, it, it's it's square on the target. Yeah, that's that's another underrated thing about her. Like she she is really accurate. Like it, like in the middle of these firefights, this firefight with Cyborg, she is landing square on Cyborg's chin without missing a beat. Yeah, there like, are no there are no grazes or like partial. Like she's hitting you a hundred percent every time but she's landing right on the mark and i don't care who you are there are only so many of those you can take before you know (laughs) that happens right um 51 seconds insane cyborg hasn't lost since 2005 and then when she loses she 51 seconds dude like think about like this like she beat ronda rousey Misha Tate and Ron uh, and Chris Cyborg all within like a round, maybe even a round if you add them all together. Right, <laughs> right. That all might equal one round. You probably still have a good twenty seconds to spare. 
and like I said, man, these fights weren't these weren't close. I actually went back because I I kind of forgot how the Misha Tate fight played out, so I went back and rewatched it before this card. Boy, Misha Misha was in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Misha was not ready for 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 what happened that night. But yeah, man, I, Nunez, you gotta you gotta put her in goat talks now. Like, you you have to. She she's in goat talk. She's in. You gotta put her in pound for pound talks. Like she, that was. I'm, I'm trying to think of like how to compare her resume to somebody. It's, it's there's no words for it. Like she needs like yeah. a statue somewhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> she, she really. You talk about separate yourself from your peers. Like she just. She really just widened the gap between her and everybody else. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know really what else to say other than like just epic, amazing. Any adju- any any synonym that matches with those words is what that performance was. Um, I, I will say though, even though this was a flat line, because this division is so thin. I would give Cyborg a rematch just because I, I like I think she's just been dominant so long. I think she's kind of earned that kind of right. I cur- I I think this was the last fight of her contract. I could yeah. be wrong about that. No, I think you actually no. I think you are right. But I I, I I would like to see a rematch. I'm not saying it, it could go different. I think it could go different if and I'm not saying lot, Cyborg would be like a lot to win. But I think if she might fight smarter and not get drawn into a brawl that maybe this fight could play out different. But I think she's earned that right to a rematch, if so. Um, if not, I would love to see Nunez at home. Um, I, that's a fight I still want to see. Home has to get past Aspen Ladd. Which is an interesting fight. I think, I, I think I'd take home to win it, though. Yeah, I, I think they're... I like Ladd. I think they might be rushing her, though. I think with, like, and this is a whole nother side tangent, I think because we've seen, like, a few performances from home that are, like, kind of, like, subpar, that people don't give her credit for, like, how good she is when she's actually on. Well, like, I, 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 th- I think a lot of people don't get that, like, her subpar performances are kind of by design. Like, they're baked into her style of fighting, which is, like, I'm going to throw... 500 uh, strikes in like 15 minutes of fighting but 60% of them are designed to miss. They are literally just there to keep people from closing distance on me. Then poor Megan got grappled to death. I don't think she was ready. Yeah, I I wasn't even ready for that. (laughs) That was a new wrinkle we haven't really seen much of. But yeah, if if Cyborg doesn't get a rematch, Nunez home I I think would, would Really make me happy, assuming uh, assuming home gets past Lad. But uh, man, Ketlin Vera's out there doing Ketlin Vera things. Where is she? She was hurt. She was supposed to. I think she was supposed to fight home. She was supposed to fight somebody. Maybe not home. But she got hurt, and we haven't heard from her since. Hopefully, she's back soon. Yeah. She she has a lot of potential. Uh, um, Amanda Nunez, man, put. Put all the respect. And another thing, <laughs> keep going back to this fight. She wanted this fight. Mm-hmm. Like, she called her out. Yeah, 
most people, no, nobody, nobody in their right mind wakes up and be like, yeah, I want that smoke with Cyborg. Like, I'm, I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to call her out. No, nobody does that. That's not. You got, you got to dare to be great, man. Yeah. And she, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Put, 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 put respect on her name <laughs> when you say it. I hope, and uh, the cynic in me doesn't think this is going to happen. But I, I want to be optimistic. I hope this, like, does something for her. Like, and I don't really know what that something is. Like, I just hope it catapults her into something. Like, she's been out here just mauling everybody. And she hasn't really gotten, like, recognized for it. Or really given any... Dude, I saw, like, a lot. Like, she had, um, what was it, 80,000 people tweeting about her last night? Which is a lot. Yeah. Like, by compare, like, that Canelo got, like, 50,000 the night he beat Rocky Fielding. So. I, just, I, I hope it, it, you know, she kind of gets, like, that stardom and just, like, that push that she kind of... I mean, you can't push nobody else now. She's she's killed all of it. She's murdered everybody. She did yeah. what Cyborg has been doing her whole career. Like, yep. <laughs> like she's, everybody died, so... And first uh, women's MMA Bless double you. champ. Bless you. Um, sorry. You're good. <laughs> first, um, yeah, first first women's MMA double champ. Like, and that and not not to diminish anybody else's accomplishments, but her double champ is kind of wild. Like, yeah. Like, bro, I beat the three greatest female right. of all time. <laughs> three or four, if you count. Um. What's her name? Uh, Valentina. Yeah. Like, that's... She, she, she's, like, crazy legit. She, 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 she's the GOAT. It's, it is what it is. <laughs> like, put, put, put the respect on her name. Um, yeah, man. Amanda Nunez, flatline Chris Cyborg in 51 seconds. And, um, yeah, I screamed in the room. We all did. Same. Somebody blamed me for this loss actually at the fight party because I was getting all my picks wrong. <laughs> you know, they blamed me for the Gus loss. <laughs> when Jones had Gus's back and he was just pounding away. <laughs> he was like, why did you do this? That, that's exactly my friend Todd looked at me. He said, what did you do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know what happened. I tried. You build this into existence. I did. I, I, oh, God, this next fight. Ugh. All right, um, but yeah, shout, shout out to Amanda Nunes, man. Uh, awesome, amazing performance. Um, this next fight, not so awesome. Not so amazing. Yeah, yeah. Not um, so performance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was the complete opposite of what the co-main event was. Um, Michael Chiesa, Carlos Condit, uh, fighting at welterweight. Um. You know, I, I just, I just, um, I just wanted to see like the, the Condit last hoorah. Like that's it's just, it's just all I wanted. That was the Rob Waller fight. Yeah, it, yeah. I got up during this fight and I put on my hood and almost walked out the door. Like I just, <laughs> I got up and I just started walking. I didn't really know where I was going. <laughs> so. This fight, in a nutshell, I mean, 
Condit came out trying to do his old Condit. Like, he just came out. He, he was throwing a little bit, and that was very short-lived. They tied up. Fight goes to the ground. It becomes a, a war of who can pull off a submission, who, who can get better position on the ground. They have a, a nice little ground. You know, if, if you're into the ground game, if, if that's your cup of tea, you know, maybe, maybe this fight did something for you. Um, Besides make you sad. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they're both going for submissions. Uh, Condit, to his credit, uh, went for an armbar. Um, ended up not happening. Um, he ended the first round in a really wild position. Like, he had, like, the the leg triangle over, like, Kiesa's, like, neck. I don't know. It was really weird, that, that ending uh, sequence in the first round. I think he went for, like, a leg lock, too. That didn't happen. But, uh, so they had a grappling fest pretty much first match. Continues on to the second round. Uh, but Kies is way more dominant the second round. He's kind of, he's clearly getting the better of, of these ground exchanges. And he ends up with a Kimura. And I leave with my heart hurt. And um, But I, I don't want to take anything from Kiesa. Like, he went in there and he, you know, he did what he was very good at. And he, he looked good doing it. I just didn't want it to be against Condit. But it's MMA. We don't get what we want. We, we we get what the MMA gods give us, and we just have to accept it. And we have to rationalize it yeah. in our brains and yeah. internalize it. Yeah, this, this this was one of those moments. Ugh. Yeah, nice Kimura by uh by Kiesa, by the way. Just like realizing that he doesn't need the two on one, so he just lets. Uh, well, I don't want to say lets, but once it gets taken from him, he just like fuck it. And just drops his body weight on the one arm of Carlos Condit. Yeah, and it just ugh. that's that's uh five straight for Condit now. Is it something like that? Lord, poor guy. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know what else to to really say. You know, I have one more note on the Cyborg fight <laughs> to go back and be positive. She was a very good. I, I didn't watch it uh, the post fight, but apparently she was a very good sport um, in the post fight. Like no excuses, no, you know, none of that, and that's good to see. You know, from somebody who was dominant for so long. Benefits of somebody not coming into the UFC with a perfect record. Yeah, she she was very humble in defeat. Um, but, yeah, Kiesa gave Condit the blues. Um, I don't know what else to say about that fight other than congrats to Kiesa and Carlos Condit, man. It just, it just might be that time to, um, you know. Might. Well, it is. It, it, it probably was a couple fights ago, but this is a... There was never more clear a sign than this, this one now. I got to hang it up and, you know, we'll move move on with life. But that was that fight. I'm sad, but moving on. Corey Anderson, Lear Latifi. I wanted to believe Latifi would win this fight. Um, the man's just built like a warrior from the 1800s. And he, he looks like he would just never break under any pressure. He looks like he should be undefeated. 
um, I mean, yeah, he, he had a good first round. Um, he was landing a lot of good leg kicks, working the boxing, putting pressure on. But like, he just couldn't really keep the pace that he set in the first. And in the first round was still competitive. Um, but in that second and third, you could definitely tell that he was kind of he was slowing down. He couldn't really keep up that pace anymore. Um, I mean, most of the fight was just kind of a kickboxing match, but with, in the second and third, like, Anderson was able to push the pace more. Latifi slowed down. He was kind of able to work his game, mix it up with the kickboxing. Um, I don't really have a ton of, like, specifics about this fight. It wasn't anything, like, too crazy, but, you know, good good on Anderson. Like, he, he bounced back from the first round. He recognized Latifi was slowing down, and he was able to just kind of assert pressure, work his game, and just be more offensive, have more output, and he uh, won a unanimous decision. Yeah. He looks less spastic than he used to. and that, uh, it, it just kind of shows he's really getting comfortable being an MMA fighter as opposed to a wrestler who's trying to be an MMA fighter. Like, it, 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 and it helps him carry his gas tank into the later rounds, which is, like, what you want when you're he, he's basically built around... Um, uh, you know, being able to push a pace. So it's really, and it, it's coming along as a nice little competent 205er. Which that 205 is, that's, that's what we, that's, that's all we can ask for. Like, he ate some big shots too. Like, this is a guy who got knocked down twice fighting Shogun. Like, so his chin's always kind of been in question. But like, this is what happens when you learn how to, you know, keep, uh, stay on your feet. Yeah. yeah, and he ate the shots, and he never, like, he never looked a little too rattled. Like, he never, you know, he didn't break, he didn't fold under any pressure. He, he, he kept his wits and composure about him, and just, he just worked his way back into the fight, and just, and he ended up just stealing the fight, pretty much. Yeah, that's um, when you, uh, you can tell he's, like, been working on his stance, because he's less, um, bouncy than he used to be. Yeah. So, shout out to Corey, um. Hold up, is his nickname still 25? Beast in 25-8? Nah, he changed it. Oh, yeah, isn't like overtime? Something like that. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, a, that's a slight step up. I'll, t- I'll take that over, Beast in 25-8. No, Beast in 25-8 was the greatest nickname <laughs> in the history of that. <laughs> but, shout out to Corey Anderson, man. Solid, solid performance. I just imagine looking across the cage at Latifi. I'm just like, bro, I don't, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> we got to talk this out. But nah, he went in there, man. He he did his thing. So shout shout out to Corey Anderson. Solid performance. Um, he manages to just always keep himself in the mix at 205. Like he he's always on that borderline of like, I'm not like a, or at least so far like not. Hold on, is he top? What's, does he have, what's his ranking? I don't know. He, he was number 10. I think, let's see if he was number 5 okay. or something. Oh, so he's, right. he's, well, he's on the move. I, I, was, I could be wrong. And I was going to say, I feel like he's always fringe. Like, I'm not quite, like, top 5, but I'm always just kind of, like, I'm always it, there. I'm, 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 I'm not too far behind. Yeah, he's, he's getting there. And he's got a nice little screen. He, he lost to OSP last year, but since then, oh, he, he's been busy. Yeah, he beat Pat Curran. Beat um, what's his name? Glover, yep. Glover and yeah. Latifi, and that was so he's he's had a good 2018 campaign. He just ended the year pretty strong. So shout out to him. 
you know, in a division, like we always say, needs as many competent bodies as they can get. So he keeps himself in that mix. So shout-outs to him. Um, man, oh, man. Aside from Cyborg and Nunez, this next fight was the fight I was most hype about on this card. Um, Alexander Volkanovsky and Chad Mendes. Man, um, according to Wikipedia, this got fight of the night, which I wouldn't doubt. Um, well deserved. Yeah, well deserved. This <laughs> this fight was kind of funny because it was I was rooting for Mendez, but I was like, man, Mendez is fighting like himself, but a bigger version of himself. Um, and not that they're like exact mirrors of each other. I think there are some facets about their game that are different. But they they have very similar skill sets. Right. Um, they just kind of go about it a different way, and I, I think it kind of showed in this fight. Um, I will say though, maybe I don't know if maybe if I just didn't notice it in other fights, or maybe he just didn't use it as much. But Volkanovski's hands are a lot better than I guess what I've been either thinking they would be, or maybe what I've been giving him credit for. Uh, he primarily uses them to back people up against the cage to, so that he can, you know, take them down and beat them up there. So we haven't really seen a whole lot of him standing on the feet. But it, it's definitely better than, like, who who did he fight? Mizuta Hirota? Where he just gassed and, like, Hirota was, like, finding success on the feet in the last, like, couple round, uh, couple minutes of the third round. Yeah. He looks way more polished since then. Yeah. He, he's definitely been... He's definitely been putting in some work. He his his hands were very good. He was pumping it. He was working his jab a lot. I think what this fight came down to, and it it, it was, if there's any fight you go back and rewatch, I mean, other than the main and co-main, go back and watch this fight, man. This fight was awesome. Both really back and forth. Um, like I said, it was literally like watching Mendez fight himself. Like it was, it was like just it was like two clones just going at it to see who was better. Um. Mendez rocked him. I can't remember what round. I think it might have been the first. Second, second, second. round. Dropped him. Yeah, dropped him. It, it looked like Mendez was finally coming on. Like, he's putting combinations together good. But I think the one thing that, like, differs from Volkanovski and Mendez is I think Volkanovski just has this kind of, like, this really grit to his game. It's just a lot of grit and a lot of pressure. To where, like, he just, he's one of those guys, <laughs> kind of like in the in the vein of an Elkins, where he just doesn't seem to go away. He just, he has a bit more, like, grominess to his game when I when I watch him fight. And, like, when Mendez couldn't put him out, as many, you know, as good combinations he landed. And uh, Mendez had a lot of uh, nice, clean takedowns, but Volkanovski's just so strong, he wasn't really able to keep him down. It, it almost seemed like, if Chad couldn't get this to a decision, it was like, man, I'm kind of running out of options. Like, I'm putting hands on this guy. You know, I, I dropped him, but he's back in my face now. And now he's throwing. And I take him down, but he's getting back up. And Volkanovski just kept pressing forward. And they just had these nice, really good back-and-forth exchanges. And then poor Mendez, man. He, Volkanovski started throwing paws. And it... <laughs> I didn't think Mendez was going to drop. Like, I didn't see that coming. I wasn't ready. Like, he starts tagging Mendez in a second. It starts not looking so good. Mendez backs against the cage. And I think he ate, like, a shot to the body. And then he caught a right to the face. And he just folded over, man. Um, 
eat some some ground and pound, and then we get it. We get a TKO from Volkanovski. Best performance I think of his career. Really huge win. Like Mendez, even coming off of his layoff, he looked great in the Miles Jury fight. He looked like he he hadn't really missed a beat. And Volkanovski just he stole all that that thunder. Like he and he took it emphatically. Um, now Volkanovski's a beast, man. That that dude is. He he's a savage. He 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 is an animal at forty five. Just super gritty, as we've seen. Good hands, really good wrestling. If you get him down, he can probably just you know he you got that Derek Lewis effect. <laughs> just I'm just I'm just gonna get back up because I'm stronger than you. And yeah, yeah, dude, dude, dude's an animal, man. I, I was sad for Chad. I didn't want to see him go out like that, but Volkanovski's an animal, man. Uh, Awesome performance. Definitely fight it tonight. Go back and watch this crap, man. Fun two-rounder. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yeah, so the the main difference between the two is you, you, you said Grime was a pace. Because Volkanovski can keep a pace. Like he, he, Volkanovski can keep a pace for 15 minutes. And he's a great pressure fighter. And while Mendez can be a good pressure fighter, we saw that in his second fight with uh, Jose Aldo. We saw that when he beat Clay Guida by marching him down and battering him up against the fence. Um, he, he primarily chooses just to kind of like sit out at range and just like wait for you know, wait for his opportunity to throw that big right hand. And he's really good at it. Um, but I'm not sure if this is indicative of just like if that, because uh, in the, in the Conor McGregor fight, for example, like he he slowed down at the end of the second round, going for all those takedowns, getting battered to the body by Conor, and yeah, he came off the couch. Like I think he came, he, he had like a week or two's notice for that fight. Um, but we saw we seen him slow down. We saw him slow down against Aldo. We saw him slow down against Conor. And. Volkanovski keeps a ridiculously higher pace than both those guys. So, in terms of just volume, like he, he will keep that jab in your face. He will keep you on the fence. And he will do it for the entirety of the fight if he has the opportunity. And I get my. I had actually picked Mendez going into this fight because I thought, okay, yeah, Volk can keep a high pace, but can, is one, is he fast enough? And two, is he durable enough to take what Mendes is going to hit him with? Because Mendes is going to catch him, and he did catch him. It's just that it didn't matter because Volk just got back up like almost immediately. Do this toughest shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when he kept pushing forward, I was like, "Boy, Mendes is he might be in trouble." Dude, like that last takedown that he uh, that Mendes hit, and Volk just got up, and like Mendes gets up, and he just goes stiff leg. Cause he's just so tired, and he just stands up along the fence and just takes a battering before uh, Volk hits him with that body shot. Just oof. It's like you hit Volkanovski and like his health bar goes down for like a second and then it like regenerates. Right. <laughs> and then he's just right back in your face. Oh man! All right. So real quick, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I saw from uh, uh, journalists I follow on Twitter, uh, Farah Hanoun. Um, she said that she can confirm that Chad Mendez retired. And she's actually a, a normally pretty reliable source. All right. So, All right. Oh, man. Ugh. 
We lost one, man. Hey, uh, it sucks. Uh, that, like, those two years, man. Those two years for, of being suspended. Should have just snitched. <laughs> he could be UFC light heavyweight champion. Right. <laughs> Didn't he pop for, like, some... Skin yeah, some care skin cream stuff. Or, yeah, yeah he, he apparently has a condition. Man, yeah, Mendez, man, he he was definitely like one of my all-time favorite featherweights. Um, dude, like he's always, he's just one of those guys who's just consistently been at the top like his entire career. Like he's always just been there, and that suspension, like, was the one thing that just really. I mean, obviously he lost like a title fight. He lost to Connor, but like he was always, he was always elite, like. And yeah. beating him at any point in his career was, like, a big deal. Like, if you, I mean, you, you look at his record, his losses are only to the best of the best. Like, he, he's not losing to really, like, middle of the road, you know. His only losses are to Aldo, Frankie, Connor, and now, you know, Volkanovski, who I think just proved that he's he, he belongs in, like, that elite conversation. But, um, nah, man, for guys who don't know, like, if you... Because Mendes just kind of disappeared from the scene for a while. Like, you, you go down the list of all-time great featherweights. He, he's somewhere on that list. He, he was the man in WEC. He was the man in the UFC. His uh, his second fight with Aldo, probably one of the greatest fights ever. Definitely go watch that if you never saw it. Um, yeah, man. Dude, dude was an amazing fighter, man. Really, really great talent. Um, but I, I will say, even though I, I always take MMA retirements with a grain of salt, He'll end up in Bellator a year later fighting Michael Chandler <laughs> or Pitbull or something like that. I mean, I'd be down for that fight. Yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely definitely all about that if he does that. But if he did retire, um, obviously he didn't get the win, but that I think that's a fight you can go out on and be proud of because he, he put on a good performance. It, he, he left it all in there. You know what this fight reminds me of? The um, Uriah Hall-Paulo Costa fight. Where, like, well, Hall is doing damage and he's knocking Costa down, but it just doesn't matter because Costa's just tough as shit. Yeah, dude, dude. Volkanovski is kind of like a little, like, 45 superhero. Like a, a little 45 Hulk. Just you, just you just can't get rid of him. Yeah. But at least Mendez, if, if this retirement is indeed true, I'm always he's... glad to see fighters leave before they, like, tank. <laughs> like, right, he, right. He, he left on a good performance. Like you can, I think you can be, you know, nothing to be ashamed of with this. Like you left on a really good performance. It just, you know, it just happened to not go your way. But at least you left the sport or left fighting before, um, you know, other people on this card on prelims whose names. I, well, we'll get to it. But. <laughs> hey, how are you just gonna call Andre Arasca like that? <laughs> <laughs> but man, props to um, the prop props to Volkanovski, man, amazing. Who, who did indeed call out Max Holloway in the post-fight interview? Hey, man, go for broke. I I, I kind of hope Frankie gets the next title fight just because, like, you know, he, he had it and he lost it, taking a chance on Brian Ortega. And this will probably be the last one he ever gets before like he hits that downslide that it's inevitable. Yeah. 
So like you know, I, I hope he gets it, and then we then and then Wall gets a fight in the meantime. But uh, I, if 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 Volkanovski versus Holloway is the next move, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I mean, two two of the highest paced fighters in the UFC. Like, what more could you ask for? And I think, I guess the one thing I, I could say, I, I say this, and Max has still been killing everybody. <laughs> I think the one thing that he might bring, I'm not going to say that Max hasn't seen, but like you said, like, that pace. Like, because that's a, a big part of Holloway's game. It's just like, he, he doesn't get tired. Like, he can just be wild and do whatever he wants for five rounds. And we could see if Volkanovski, and that strength he has, man. Like, no, it'll be an it'll be an interesting matchup. Interesting yeah. matchup, but I'm... no, no, go ahead. No, no, what? But yeah, that 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 would be an interesting matchup. But that was the main card. Awesome main card, regardless of everybody I rooted for lost. Um, but nah, man, Re- really good main card. Go go back and watch all these fights uh, that we mentioned. Def definitely worth a, a rewatch. And with all the finishes, it went by. I'm gonna say it went by fast, but it was it was not it was nicely paced. Um, at least the main card was. On, on to a fight <laughs> that, that was not so nicely paced. Um, why, I, why did, I mean, why, they paced themselves did... pretty well. Uh, uh, they, they didn't seem too tired by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> this didn't hit me until now. Why why did this headline prelim? Because Andre Olowski's in it. And people like Andre Olowski, despite the fact that 9 out of 10 of his fights are boring as shit. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. olowski has been one of my favorites for a long time. Exactly. And I've been really... Uh, you're blaming <laughs> me. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm always happy to see Arvlowski win if he can pull one out. Um, yeah, this this fight wasn't it, man. Um it's not like even the worst. It just wasn't good. Yeah, it was. It was a heavyweight fight that you just looking like yeah, that, this is a heavyweight fight. Just it's a heavy. It's a heavyweight fight between a guy who lost his ability to like hit hard or knock people out, and a guy who, quite honestly, probably never had it. Like, I, I, I like, um, but like. Neither hit uh, Arlovsky or what's his name. Really, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like the last time they knocked somebody out. Yeah, it's been a minute, right? Because Arlovsky was um, was it the Travis Brown fight? It might have been the Travis Brown fight where Brown got hit with the backhand that he didn't see coming, and that was how many years ago? It was in 2015. Yeah, and um, excuse me, uh, Walt Harris. Um, I, I I always thought like when he was coming up on the regional scene, I thought, oh wow, this dude like seems to have a really good boxing game. Uh, seems to hit really hard, and he gets to UFC, and he's just not like a really big puncher, like whatsoever. Yeah, th- this this was just a, a heavyweight boxing match with moments of them just kind of staring at each other. Um, <laughs> that, 
not really a ton to break down here. Um, it, it was your typical Andre Olaski mirror match where he stared at the mirror for a while, and the guy who was he was fighting against was scared enough of him that he didn't put a lot out there to get hit to get countered by. Yeah. So. Perfect breakdown. But Walt Harris took a split decision. So. Yep. Probably Harris biggest win in his career. Yep. And puts him on a, I think a two fight win streak. And he gets so. probably gets him a number. Ugh. <laughs> hey man, this, this is heavyweight. This is kind of what we. Well, I always say that because I know it was a disqualification, but technically Mark Godbeard beat him. And I don't oh, think yeah. Mark. I don't think Mark Godbeard's in the UFC anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah. But that was that was that was that fight. Uh, Walt Harris won uh, via split decision. So congrats to him. Uh, this next fight, man, really unfortunate the way it ended. Uh, Megan Anderson against Kaz Ngano. Um, I was really looking forward to this fight. I uh, wanted to see how uh, Anderson would bounce back from the home loss. And I always like to watch Ngano fight. I'm a fan of her. So I, I was really interested just to see how this fight would play out. And we did not really get to see much of anything. Like Zingano got a few leg kicks off. Uh, and then Megan went for a 1-2 to a head kick. She throws the head kick. Her big toe <laughs> lands right in Zingano's eye. Um, Zingano immediately like backs up, like I, she thought something was like really really wrong. She backs up on the cage. She turns her head around. Um, Megan goes in because the ref didn't like officially. It was like a weird moment where like we thought it was gonna get stopped, but it didn't get stopped right away. So Megan threw another punch, and then they stopped it uh, via they they called it via TKO because of an eye injury. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, there's not really much to talk about of the fight because we didn't get to see much. Um, I can't report though. I saw another tweet from Zingano. Uh, she did go, uh, to the hospital. Um, I forgot the name of the injury, but her eyes like, okay. Like, oh, they, it's like an eye, eyelid laceration or something. Yeah. Yeah. But from, from what I saw, like her eyes seemed to be okay. Like it wasn't as bad as she, you know, it's what it looked to be. So glad she's okay. I would this love to see them just run this fight back. This poor woman, like her career has been nothing but bizarre and tragic since getting to the UFC. Yeah. Yeah. She can never just, just want to see her hit a good stride. Like, just give, just give me a good, consistent. I, just I, seemed... And honest to God, like, I think that uh, that loss to home, uh, not home, um, to Rousey just like ruined her. Like ruined her confidence. Like she beat Marion Renault in a wrestling match, um, but like since the, she looks so unsure of herself, and maybe that's just because Megan Anderson's like six feet tall, and probably hits a lot harder than most of the other women she's fought. But like, she she did not look good out there. She looks so uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know. She. I don't know. It's it's hard for me to say because just not enough even really happened. Right. But I hope they run this back so we can just actually see how this would like legit play out. Yeah. Uh, just it it went so quick. If they um, run it back, it would like. I'm kind of curious. Do they try to set up 
um, the winner of this fight versus Amanda Nunes. Possibly. I mean, with Ngano, you'd have a story there because Ngano was her last defeat. So, yep. even though that was back in like, I forgot when. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. No, not even twenty. No, well, I think it was before that. It was a few, few years back. But either way, like, there, there's a history there. She'll at least have that, you know, going into that fight if that becomes a thing that, you know, I've already, I've already beat Nunes once. Twenty fourteen. Uh, yeah, and so. then she and then she'll go out there and get knocked out in like thirty seconds. <laughs> Although, we'll, we'll, we'll see if that becomes a thing. But hopefully they do run that back. Um, all right, real quick, what what are your thoughts on, like, because I saw this debate going, because an eye poke obviously probably would have been treated differently. Right. Like, so is there really a precedent for feet going in the eyes? Like, I feel uh, like as many head kicks as we've seen, this doesn't really happen that often. Yeah, which is really weird. Um it depends on how the, the, the athletic commissions define eye gouging, because that's really what it comes down to. It's like, you can punch somebody in the eye. Like, if a knuckle goes in the eye, like, no, like you know, it's a closed fist. Like, you, you it doesn't matter. Like, does a, a, um, a toe count as an appendage? Or, or is it, like, a knuckle? Or do they count as, like, a knuckle? Like, all depends on how the, uh, the athletic commission defines eye gouging yeah, it's, just, it's a weird gray area because I, I was thinking on the lines of like i Wait. feel like with hands even though like it's accidental you have like way more control over that right like with, with you, feet, you can't tuck your like toes I mean, right you can't, like... <laughs> you can't throw a head kick and be like let me curl my big toe in like that that doesn't really work like that like, there's no way you're throwing a head kick and you're intentionally like, oh, I'm I'm aiming for her eye like this. I mean, uh, if you practice a lot, maybe. You probably, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could if you practice, but even still, that would probably be really hard to like consistently do. I mean, if if you could hit somebody with your big foot or your big toe on command, you could probably just kick them in the head. Right, which would be way more effective. You could just knock them out. So, but yeah, it it was just weird. I, so I, I'm not really gonna harp on the ref or fault anybody because it. I think it was uh, a right call. Yeah, like there's not a lot of precedent for this. It's a weird gray area that I I don't think anybody really thought about <laughs> until it happened. It just kind of sucks that Zingano had to be the one that it, you know, it, it happened to. But, Fittingly um, enough, sadly. Yeah. But I I think they'll they'll run that back. I, I hope they do. It depends on what they do with the uh, women's 145 division. I think. If they keep it, if they want it to grow, if they, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe they just tank 135 and tell everybody you're going to be a 145er now. Yeah. And the only difference is Chris Cyborg can be, be getting in and get fights. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But, I mean, congrats to Megan. It, it did count as a win. Um, First UFC win? Yeah. So it, it, Time it is for sideboard. <laughs> right. Good luck. <laughs> but um, yeah. C- congrats to her, man. You know, w- weird way to win, but a, a win is a win. You know, it, it is what it is. These these things happen. Uh, next fight though, man. All right. So I realized I don't know if I've probably just been saying his name wrong the entire time. I've been calling him Petter Young. It's probably not Petter. Petor? Is that it? I'm calling him Petter. 
Yeah, I'm saying Petra. I heard his name pronounced like three different ways, and I don't know which one is right. Petra. I'm gonna. Petrion. 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 Douglas Silva, DeAndre. Um, boy, Jan, man, he. Man is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> what I really enjoyed watching, because um, I was telling, uh, talking to a friend about him yesterday, who didn't like, wasn't super familiar uh, with him. If you watch, well, I I, I still have limited knowledge because I didn't watch all of his ACB fights. I only saw like a choice few. Um, I feel like in ACB he was much more. Um, what's the word? I don't know. He seemed a lot more frenetic to me. Maybe it was just the fights that I watched. Because in the UFC, he's been very, like, methodical with these paws he's been laying on people. Um, I, I think this is part of maturity, because, like, he, that Magomed Magomedov fight, where he, he, he basically beat the crap out of him, but he lost because every time he would overcommit to something, Magomed Magomedov would just take him down and was able to stay on top of him for the entire round, because he's a really good wrestler and grappler. Like, I think he just took from that fight, okay, I can't be too aggressive. I have to learn to, you know, pick my offense better. Yeah, and he, he definitely did that in this fight. Um, I mean, Andrade had a decent competitive first round, but Jan is just, he's really accurate. He knows when to get in and get out. He mixes his shots up really well. Um, he was a, like, um, Patrick Wyman, the former host of, like, the Heavy Hands podcast and writer for... um. Like bloody, uh, not bloody, a Bleacher Report and Vice and whatever. Um, he had a he had a description of Demetrius Johnson as like a flow chart a flow chart violence fighter, where like okay, he 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 can shoot for the double leg and if that doesn't work, he can turn that into a knee from the clinch. Like there, he has pathways to branch off with his offense and. That basically describes how Petr Young like works. So like he'll grab you for like a snap down, uh, like uh, like a snap down. So he's going for a takedown, and if he can't get it, he'll turn that into like three or four body shots where he just reaches around you and hits you in the gut, like right to the side of the ribs. And when you go to guard that, then he'll snap you down and hit you with a knee to the body. Like as you're curled up in the turtle position, like dude is just—he like, just like has so many different ways to hurt you from the same position, and he can do that everywhere. And he's just—he's very—it's like violence, but it's like economical. Like it's exactly yeah. It's it's just like it's very pinpoint. But it's super effective. And he hit a, um, I can't remember if that was round two. He had a beautiful takedown on uh, on Douglas. And, I mean, for Douglas' worth, I mean, he was firing back. He was trying to counter. But, like, Jan was just so, it's just so pinpoint and so precise. It's, it was like, it's like the perfect mix of just everything. And you mix that in with the takedowns. And then in that second round, he got on top and he's just blasting away elbows. And poor Andrade's uh, face just starts. <laughs> like it was the most casual thing too. It, it wasn't like he was like rearing back, and then dropping them down. Dude, dude was just really casually just throwing the elbows from side control. And by like the third one, his face is just like, oh, there's blood. 
and yeah, he it was a very technical, impressive, just kind of beatdown from from Jan. Um, He's so good. Yeah, that that dude, that dude's nasty, man. And then I, I gotta give props to Douglas's corner because he got battered at the end of that second man. He ate a lot of elbows. His face is bleeding. The fight was just becoming more and more one-sided the longer the fight went on. And, I mean, we've seen worse than than this, but his the, the corner thought enough to just say, you know what, man? It's not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. Let's, it's not working. <laughs> You're not, I'm assuming, you know, they, they know their fighter. You're not showing me enough to make me think that this is going to go any other way than what we're seeing. Yeah, it just—it looks like it's just gonna get worse. Yeah, and you're you're bleeding, <laughs> you're bleeding all over the place. Let's get you out of here. So they they stop it. They don't even let him go to the third round, which I, I would. And I'm not saying in every MMA fight your corner should take you out when you experience any kind of adversity, but like there are just those moments when you know like your guy's out there, he's just kind of getting pummeled, and like it feels for a title fight different. You you know. Give it all you got. See if you can pull off a miracle. But in a fight like this, man, just live to see another day. According to um, Anik, uh, he went back to the corner and like, he just seemed out of it. Like So it might actually be worse than what we think it was. But, for, like, yeah, we definitely have seen worse. Like, we've seen right. guys just, they get up and they immediately fall down. And then they get up again and walk back to, like, they get help walk back to the corner and then they come out for like the third or fourth round right like so uh, uh, shouts to um douglas dan uh silver dan douglas silver dan drives corner because yeah. good good job man say save, save, save your fighter <laughs> fight for, at, uh, fight another day bro as for yawn man <laughs> he's gonna have a number next to his name so these guys are gonna stop ducking him yeah Y'all gonna get this work. Like, <laughs> someone on Twitter said it best. Douglas, uh, not Douglas, Petter Jan is the ducked fighter that nobody wants to fight that all these dudes on Twitter claim to be. Mm. Like, he is that good. Yeah, y'all. Go and he's only it. been doing this for a few years. And I, I, I'm actually, no, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I didn't know... I didn't know this until they said it in the broadcast. For, for some reason, I just assumed that Petter Jan was like 28. But he's 25. And I was like, oh, he can still get like better. Like, <laughs> he has plenty of time to like still like add stuff to his game. Like, he didn't start trading until like five years ago. Like 2013. That is when he started trading. And that's also when he started his career. And like this, this, this man be, is good. Yes, he is really good. <laughs> yeah. he, my pick for 2019 breakthrough fight of the year. He's gonna. I think next year's gonna be a big year for him. I don't know if he gets a title shot or, but I think he's gonna run through some of these top ten guys. And it's gonna be fun because bantamweight has a lot of fun fights. Dude, he but, called out John Lineker. Like, yeah, how can we, you we not have, love that? We have to do that. We we have to. Just. And that would be a fun fight because Lineker is just like all out violence. And Jan is violence, but it's more, you know, it's a bit more contained. I don't know. I don't know. He might bring out the beast in him, though. I think they would bring out the best in each other. 
I just want to see blood, really. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> that's what we're all here for. Yeah, that's what we signed up for. I just want to see blood. Yon versus uh, yeah, book it, book it, make 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 that uh, make make that a thing. Leonard Grass get the Cole, uh, was it Corey or Cody? San yeah, Corey, uh, San Hagen. That should be a fun fight too. But I, I think Lineker, I think he he should win that. But either way, man, any any uh Yon fight, sign me up for it. I'm there. Um, yeah, dude, if 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 you want a new fun fighter, look at it. Bantamweight, definitely keep an eye on him because he's about to start uh, giving some of your favorite top ten fighters some work. Yeah, I, I, I think I mention this every time we see him fight. Um, if you haven't gone and watched his fight, his two fights in ACB with Magomed Magomedov, do yourself a favor and go watch them. They were some of the best fights from the year, like the years they happened in. Like, I know the first one was in 2016. I can't remember if the second was in 2017 or 2016. But go watch those fights because they're tremendous. Yeah, dude, 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 dude is an animal. Um, Laura, that that fight was such a high, and this next fight is. Let me tell y'all about this next fight. Um, <laughs> So let me let me tell you what I did yesterday. Focus on the po- <laughs> focus on the positive. Focus on the positive. <laughs> Ryan Hall, BJ Penn. So this, this is what I did. So I was home, um, watching the fight pass prelims, and I had the card pulled up, and I was trying to see the order of the fights and see what you know who's who's fighting next. Blah 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 blah. So I I, I knew I had to go to a fight party, and I wanted to make it to the fight party before the main card because I figured I would just watch the prelims there also. So, around the time the Uriah Hall fight was on, I, w- I was thinking about leaving, but then Uriah Hall pulled off that crazy KO, and I was like, oh, that was wild. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. But, uh, the Nathaniel Wood and Ewell fight was on, and it looked like Wood had it pretty handedly. So, my plan was to just, um, and I did execute my plan. I wanted to drive and set up the time to where I would just miss the BJ Penn fight. <laughs> <laughs> so... I left in the third round of the Nathaniel Wood fight, and I didn't get to see the finish until later because I, I left before that happened. And by the time I got to my friend's house, the Petteryon fight had started. So I successfully avoided BJ Penn, and all was well in the world. But I got on my phone, and the fight was like so short that you could like almost play it in a GIF. <laughs> so, so I ended up seeing it anyway. Um... All right, uh, focus on the positive. Positives. All right. Um, that was one of the most beautiful Imanari roles I've ever seen in MMA. Yeah. Um. He's a specialist, and boy, does it work. Um, I'll say for BJ, I don't want to get positive. I don't want to give him incentive to fight again. Um. He didn't get like concussive damage to his brain. Yeah, he didn't get bludgeoned. He didn't get, like, battered. Um, for what it's worth, like I said, I, I, I look a lot of, uh, uh, when I watch fighters, I look a lot of, like, just, like, body language, like, movement. Like, how do they how do they just look out there? Like, do they look comfortable? Do things look like it's okay? And, like, he looked okay. Like, he was moving. He was throwing punches. He looked aware like it was it wasn't like the chuck and tito fight where i'm watching chuck move and i'm like oh he looks like he's in pain <laughs> like <laughs> it wasn't that like he looked he looked okay like he looked decent um he landed like some decent shots in the beginning he uh ron hall was on the ground playing that game and he kept kicking him in his leg and then eventually stood back up but um 
Yeah, I think he just kind of got, he wasn't ready for that role. Like, Ron Hall just kind of hit that, that role out of nowhere. And beautiful, so... beautiful setup, by the way, with the, 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 the leg kick first, uh, just getting BJ off balance. It, it was so, it just seemed so seamless. Like, it, it flowed so well. Like, he's done that a thousand times in the gym. It looked like a demonstration. Uh, like he's he, like he's teaching a class and he's just the one guy there and he's like, all right, the way you do the Minari roll is like this and then he does right. it. <laughs> and you know what? I'm gonna be thankful for Ryan Hall that like he sank the submission in, he got this over quick. Um, so when I when I did finally get the the will to go back and rewatch it, I was like, oh, this wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I'm still like not happy that it happened. But at least it wasn't like BJ might have ligament damage. Yes, and I'll take a ligament over a brain cell. <laughs> I'll I'll take that. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I'll I'll take that. I mean, I hope I hope his heel's okay because that was like I said, he he sunk that in really quick, and it, it was really he like BJ tapped like immediately, like he didn't even waste time. And thank God Ryan Hall's not on the the Paul Harris tip. Where he like won't let go, like he, he let it go quick. So, um, but nah, man, Ron, Ron Hall, that yeah, that was a really awesome finish. Um, to be positive about that fight, uh, I'll say that. So, so yeah. are we gonna get a rematch between him and our mobile now? <laughs> throw the whole fight away. Just. <laughs> Listen, Cron Gracie's in the UFC now, and if like the UFC can't even give us that, then what the hell's the point? You know what I mean? Why? Why are Ryan Hall's last two wins over BJ and Gray Maynard, who are combined in fight years like two thousand years old? I don't know, but UFC, you have like they have all these jujitsu dudes who like aren't doing things. Like they had Augusto Mendez, they had what the um, they had Marcin Held. And they didn't make those fights. And I'm very upset about that. So, UFC, give me Cron Gracie versus Ryan Hall. That's all I want. We'll see. Hold on, what, what weight class is Gracie fighting at? Featherweight. Yeah. That's why he fought Kawajiri at. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, so that could happen. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be mad at that. It's a nice little... Uh, give us something fun. Yeah, it was a nice little little, little jujitsu, uh, jujitsu fight that on. just turns into a kickboxing match. <laughs> a, a nice sloppy, <laughs> a nice sloppy three round kickboxing match. I mean, I'd be but fine you, with that too. You just spoke this into existence. Like, I literally just refreshed my Facebook timeline, and Ron Hall is the first person I see. Yes. <laughs> and the caption says so. Who's drilling hill hook entries at New Year's Open Met? <laughs> oh man, but not nah, yet. Yeah, that that yeah, that that roll into that hill hook was was beautiful. So shout out to Ryan Hall, um, really really good performance, and thank you for not uh, making BJ Penn lose brain cells. I appreciate it. So those were the preliminary fights on Fox Sports One. Moving on to the fight pass prelims. Um, they they really had a pretty nice fight pass showing. There was a lot of 
there was some happenings going on here, man. There was there was some violence. Um, headlining the well, headlining the I guess the feature fight past prelim of Nathaniel Wood and Andre. I don't know if it's Ewell or Yule. I feel like they call him Yule, but I don't like Yule, so I'm gonna say Ewell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this man's name, so I'm just going to call him some guys. Andre, if you happen to listen to this, <laughs> no disrespect. Ow. But um, now the last time we saw Andre, he put the mittens and paws uh, on Hannon and Burrell. Um, what, where did Nathaniel Wood fight before this? Wasn't he in, like, Bama? CF, uh, Cage Wars. Cage Wars, okay. You know what, like, seen him somewhere before. But, um, no, nah, like, two young guys, two, uh, prospects, I guess you would say, um, at Bantamweight. Um, it did, it kind of seemed like in the beginning of this fight, um, I don't know, I kind of, it just, I kind of noticed real quick that to me, it's, they're both prospects, but I feel like Wood is a bit more, I know the word, He's a bit more, he's a little more further down the road, maybe. Like, fleshed out. Yeah, like, he he has a lot more to his game. He looks a, a bit more polished than, than Andre did. Right. Um, like, he was able to put on pressure. His striking's good. And then, as we saw with the takedowns, like, when Andre was got taken down, especially in that second and third round, he just looked kind of lost out there. Like, he was just kind of hanging on to survive, but not really... Trying to get out. Yeah, not getting out, not offering any kind of resistance. It was just, you know, I'm just trying to stall so I can kind of get back up at some point. Um, but nah, man, Wood, Wood, Wood is pretty solid, man. He, he, I think he rocked him in, like, the first round. Oh, yeah, he dropped him. Yeah, he dropped him in the first. His, his striking's pretty, his boxing's pretty pretty good. He hits pretty hard. Um, he can put pressure on. He just kind of overwhelmed Andre. Like, he... He gave him everything he could handle. Like I said, when he when he took him down, like it was it was completely one sided, and Andre just kind of sort of didn't have a lot of answers for anything. Wood threw his way, and then um, ended the fight. You know, they're in another ground. I don't say ground war because it was one sided, but they they're on the ground again, and um, Andre's just kind of <laughs> just kind of out there drowning, and he ends up getting a getting choked out uh, via rear naked choke for his troubles. So, shout out to Nathaniel Wood, you know, speaking of prospects at Bantamweight, another guy who um, I was, like, slightly aware of before he signed. So, good to see him continue to, to progress. Could be somebody to potentially keep an eye on. And he, he looks really solid. Um, I wouldn't say, like, on the level of a Jan, but just, like, somebody who looks like he could become something like the there's something there. He he's got some solid skills. He's got a solid foundation to to build on and improve on. Yeah, like he he doesn't have the flash that a lot of these other uh, bantamweight prospects come in with. Like he's not like he's not the crazy offensive juggernaut that Jan is. He's not the um uh like he he he's not entering with like uh, the the flash of say like uh uh Duke and Wah or somebody like that like. But the the dude is very process driven and it it reflects well in his fighting. Um, the body shots he was throwing from inside of uh, Ewell's guard, at, at, that he then in the third round turned into like a back take. So 
dude has a bright future. He, he, he's a better, I'm not going to say he's better than Brad Pickett, but he, he it's, it, you, you can see the overlap. You, you can see that the, he that this man is his coach. Yeah. So. But at least with him, he's a bit more, a little more, it seems a little more well-rounded than Pickett. Well, he's a bit more dynamic than Pickett. Well, I think it's yeah. kind of, like he's a, he's a better athlete and he's younger. So I, I don't know how that trans uh, like he doesn't obviously have Pickett's experience, but yeah, he'll get there. Yeah, we'll 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 see how that uh that turns out. I, I just wonder if he has if he's going to have the same like just like the athletic gap just never makes it there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you. Well, it's it's hard to say because it's so like early. We we never know what can happen, you know, in the next couple of years or whatever. But if I if I was to throw a dart at a board and do my armchair quarterback prediction, <laughs> I, I feel like he, he's gonna go on a little streak, but he might lose like that first like test, like. He, you know, if right. you throw him there against a vet, he might, he, he'll put up a competitive fight, but we might see, like, oh, he still needs the, there's still some work to be done. Right. But for now, though, solid foundation, uh, great win for him, pretty dominant performance, so, uh, shout to Nathaniel Wood. Next fight, boy, oh boy, Uriah Hall, uh, Bevan Lewis, where's it, Bavon? Not sure. Um. But Lewis, I believe, was on the Contender Series, I want to say. And Uriah Hall, we, we know who Uriah Hall is. He's <laughs> Uriah Hall. But, um, man, Uriah Hall fights can be so frustrating. <laughs> His fights are just, like, they're really hard to sit through sometimes. Because the first two rounds of this fight, was a lot of uh, Lewis moving forward, uh, really putting the pressure on Hall, throwing really good combinations. Um, he looked he looked really confident out there, like he was really trying to make Hall uncomfortable. I mean, and for the better part of two rounds, he pretty much was like he was putting Paul's <laughs> all on Uriah, backing him up, just combinations, punches, kicks. He's landing everything. The only thing that gave me a, a a bit of hope for Hall is like as much as Lewis was landing, I never got the sense that Hall was like he never looked like super hurt. Like he was clearly losing. Right. Th- throw that out there. He was <laughs> he was clearly losing. But it looked like he was he was still in the fight. He was just being so he was just waiting for a moment and it was getting frustrated because it just it was like bro can you just can you just throw something can you can you show me a sign of life like the, the, the fight metric stat said that Derek oh no um you said Lewis I thought it was going to say Derek that Bevon had landed something like 30 strikes around <laughs> and Uriah Hall had landed something like 7 or 8 yeah seems about right so, that's the type of uh, gap in activity we were seeing. Yeah, because Bavon was throwing in bunches. Like, he wasn't just throwing one at a time. He was throwing combinations and just, it was a lot of pressure, a lot of forward movement. 
and Uriah Hall was just he like he was just lost out there. Um, like he, he, I, I think he took, I think Hall took the wrong lessons from the Costa fight, where Costa forced him to be hyperactive and was like, okay, I have to keep this guy off me, I have to keep my back off the fence, or else he's gonna blah, blah. And it's just like, okay, I got tired because I threw so much. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna just sit and wait. And then I'm gonna have my opportunity to find like the, the one punch I need to actually win the fight. Right. Because he let he like I said he knocked down Costa. He had him hurt. It's just by the time it happened, he was too tired to capitalize. Like here, like he 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 was he was still good to go in the third round. Like he wasn't even the least bit tired. Yeah, and it, it seemed like towards the the second, like he started to slightly like show some signs of life as as soon as um lewis even like remote like showed that he was like starting to gas a little bit dude just stopped uh he, he just kind of stopped like yeah and uh hall kept going like hall started going yeah he he started to put his foot on the pedal just a little bit right like all right he, he's i was like all right he, he's here he's <laughs> he's He's there. He there's there's something there. He, he's still cognizant of what's going on, um, but nah, I, I think I don't know if you want to attribute it. I mean, well, Hall does have that kind of power. Um, dude, dude, dude's a vet. He he's been around the block for a while now, um, so I, I think he just recognized in the second and obviously the third. You know, all right, he's starting to slow down a little bit. I think he's pretty much thrown everything at me that he has, and I'm still here. So I just need to find my moment, and he, he boy did he find it. Um, <laughs> that third round, uh, Lewis, uh, I can't remember if it was like a one-two, but he kind of like extended himself a little bit. Yeah, he, yeah, he got he, caught. Yeah, yeah, he got he got caught reaching a little bit, um, and Hall countered with a, a right hook, and Lewis just died. Like <laughs> he just. <laughs> The man just fell over. Um, no need to follow up. He he was on the ground for a while, just kind of staring in the air, like what happened. Like he, he yeah, it was one of them. <laughs> he Uriah Hall took his soul. He um he he took his soul. He waited the the whole fight for one moment, and it didn't look like he was gonna get it, but he got it. He he found it. And you know he he gets another <laughs> Kristoff you know another Jocko comeback like win, um, you know gives it gives a nice touching post fight speech to his sister, um, who's apparently battling depression. Um, so good 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 moment for for Hall like he you know he had, he had to get beat up a little bit he he had to take some lumps but boy oh boy did he he come he came back with the fire. So. Yeah, that was a uh, uh, good good debut for Lewis. Yeah, because Hall was Hall was ranked, right? Was he? Yep. Yeah, and Lewis, by all accounts, is pretty much on his way to winning that fight. <laughs> you know, could have got a win over a top fifteen guy in his very first, you know, UFC outing. But, um, you know, I'm pretty sure Lewis he'll he'll be back. That was a good performance. He'll he'll learn from this. He just he kind of got caught reaching, caught, got caught overextending just just a bit too much, and 
you know, he, he left himself open for a counter. And, you know, these, these, these things just kind of happen. But great, great win for Ural Hall. But, you know, shout-outs to Lewis, man. Nuts, you know, I obviously don't want to leave the fight like that. But I, I think he showed enough that he, he belongs. That was a, a really solid performance. So it'll be interesting to see what he what he does next, what he pulls from this fight when we finally see him return. Um, but that was Ural Hall, one via KO in uh, round three. And the next fight, moving on down the list. Um, this was a sleeper fight for me. I was really excited for this fight, even though it was on a, a fight past prelim. Uh, Curtis Melinder and Sire Bahad uh, <laughs> Completely butchered that. Sire Bahad Zada. Probably still said that wrong. Um, just call him Sire. <laughs> but um, this fight pretty much, pretty much, I, I guess I would say, went the way I, I thought it would uh, in, in some aspects. Melinda, obviously the more like technical guy. Sire, the more I'm just trying to kill you. Um, the, the the sociopathic trash talk. Yeah. <laughs> just like I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> Melinda, man, really, really, really methodical. Um, very kick heavy offense. Um, lots of leg kicks. Uh. I like I like how he mixes up his head kicks. Like he he doesn't just kind of always just throw them blindly. Like he'll he'll pump a jab out, follow it with a head kick to kind of like try to catch you off guard. Um, so I like how he does a good job of, of just kind of mixing it up. Um, had a nice jab going. Uh, the one thing though, Melinda was doing that you know he, he got caught a, a couple times, but he he managed to evade. There were moments where he was just kind of like standing in front of Sire, and I'm like you know Sire hits really hard, if he catches you just kind of standing here, you know, he, he lands one of them overhand rights, it could be night-night for you, but luckily he was able to, you know, th those moments were kind of few far in between, um, but even though Sire lost, I think he did still, I, I guess you would say kind of like expose the, the hole in Melinda's game, like he was able to get takedowns yep. in the second and third, and Melinda, um, does not have like the best <laughs> ground game, especially off of his back. So he, he got himself in a, in a few bad spots, but he he did enough. He did more than enough on the feet to win. Like he caught he caught Sire with a nice head kick that kind of it kind of grazed him, but it, it still landed. Um, he, he just he landed a lot of good kicks. He was picking his spots really well. Um, he did I think I can't remember if it was the third. I think he he did hurt Sire in the third with a. Uh, I want to say it was a right that actually did kind of shake him up and had him shook up against the cage. Um, he didn't get the finish. He, he went in and he was really patient about it. Um, and the finish didn't happen and he didn't really force the issue. So, um, But no, nah, it, it this fight was kind of what you would expect. Like Melinda being the technical guy. Sire just kind of being the brawler slash, you know, uh, I can wrestle when I need to. So he, he was flailing shots. He was effective with the takedowns, but Melinda was just more accurate on the feet, uh, a lot in his, his striking arsenal that he was just able to use and uh, get a decision. And Curtis Melinder, quietly, has just had a really good, <laughs> his, his UFC career so far has been, been been pretty on point. Like, he debuted against Alves, gave him a knee to the face. <laughs> um, uh, the Max Griffin fight was pretty good, and now he's beat Sire. So he's, he's fought, like, pretty solid competition. And... It's been good to see him because I was a fan of his back in Bellator, and 
his Bellator stint just like you saw flashes that he was good, but like if you look at his Bellator record, like his first fight was against Brendan Ward, then Fernando Gonzalez. Um, he left Bellator with a win, but like it, he always just seemed to lose to like the like Bellator's kind of best guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was kind of in limbo after that, but he um, you know he he got his career pretty much back on track. Uh, he went to LFA and just kind of like revitalized himself, and now he's in the UFC handling business. And he he called out uh, Michelle Perry as he calls him. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, we'll see if that happens. Whack. What, uh, <laughs> like that part of it was whack. The fight was great. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. CR really exposed like a few like the faults in Melinda's uh game. Like Melinda really likes to back up in straight lines, and that's his primary defense for guys coming forward. Um. Like, he got tagged a couple times. Like got caught right at the end of CR's punches. If it wasn't for the leg kicks and the body kicks he was throwing in in the beginning of the fight. He, he might have got caught with one of them with like real flush. And he, that probably would have done some damage. Um, you know, the takedowns, like, he, he, he just straight up had nothing for CR on the ground. Um, spent, like, the the back half of the second round on the on his back. Um, did, got taken down the third round after he rocked Bahadurzada, um, like, Six times in the span of like a minute, <laughs> and like Bardas, I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just jump into, I'm gonna just jump at him and see what happens." And he got a body clinch takedown, which is not a good sign. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't like finesse at all. It, it was it was barely brute strength. <laughs> like it, it straight up looked like he tripped and fell into him, and Melinda just went down with him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, these are the type of fights you need when you're developing. Like, uh, Melinda was never going to come in as a dude who's, like, a blue chip. He's always going to have, like, he's he's going to constantly have to work on things. Like, the, 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 the faults. It's not about learning with him. It's about getting rid of the faults. Um, but he showed, like, a lot of great stuff in this fight. And Baradizada is, like, his toughest opponent in the UFC to date. Um, it's a really rough matchup, but like I said, like I, I really like his arsenal. Um, apparently he hurt his elbow on a body kick, and he just on a body kick from Bahadurzada, and was just not able to throw with like a hundred percent like he wanted to. I think that's one the reason he gave him the post fight. Um, for not getting the finish in that third round. Uh, I, I, I'm always interested in what Melinda does next. I, I think a Mike Perry fight would be interesting. It'd kind of be like a more... I'm, I'm like, I can't even say advanced. It'd just be like a... He'd be fighting a more athletic version of Bahadazada. So... I, I mean, I'm down for it. He's he's going to have to you know, really watch the tape and see what he did here. To end up in bad positions if you if he wants that fight, but I'm down for it if they're they're willing to make it because that's a really good fight, or at least fun. I, I guess the one thing, well, even though Perry has kind of changed his fighting style, I think the other thing that uh, uh, Sire kind of exposes Melinda kind of 
He doesn't seem like he handles pressure too well. Yeah. Like, he gets really antsy <laughs> when he start really getting in his face. So, yeah. I, I, wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be mad at him and Perry. Like, because Perry's a guy who could put that pressure on him and kind of... He, he could exploit that. that. That could be an interesting interesting matchup. Um, but nah, man. Props to Melinda. Really good uh, really good performance. Nice, nice technical striking performance. And the last fight of the evening, which only lasted a minute and 40 seconds. Uh, Montel Jackson did come in overweight by two pounds uh, against Brian Kelleher. Um, uh, I think Jackson was also from the Contender Series, so... I mean, good to see the Contender Series guys are, you know, coming in the UFC and getting some, some pretty solid wins and put, putting on decent performances. Um, man, Ke- Kelleher, <laughs> man, I almost felt bad for him. Like, he came out there, man, he was going for it. I don't remember this fight in a ton of detail, but... um, Re- Ke- Kelleher looked like he, like, um, he looked shook. Which is really weird, because, like, he, he's the dude who goes out there on his sword and just, like, lays it all out. But, like, he looked a little bit like Kat Zingano, where, like, he just wouldn't commit to anything. And, like, he was stuck at the end of Montel Jackson's reach, and was just, like, he just felt terribly uncomfortable. And I'm just now realizing, this is only a few months after, I mean, this happened earlier in the year, where he got knocked out by John Lineker. I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. Because that was his first knockout loss of his career. Yeah, and he caught a mean elbow on this one, buddy. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they hit that clinch. Yeah, this, this whole fight is basically watching a gif. Um, yeah, w- once they clinched, it was over. Like They, they clinched against the cage. Montel had a, a little bit of space. He threw an elbow, caught uh, Kelleher like, right behind the ear. He kind of like fumbles down. Montel gets him on the ground, just starts blasting off ground and pound, just beating away at that at, at the poor man, and then ends up taking in a dark choke. And that's a that's a pretty solid win for like your first. That, I think that is his first. Is that his first UFC fight? This one? Remember. Oh no, he, he lost to Ricky Simone. Okay, okay, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. But still, that's a over a guy like Kelleher who, you know, I mean is. Kelleher's not like a, you know, like super elite guy, but dude, dude is proven like he he can hang. Like he's 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 about that life. He he's not an easy out for anybody. And he Montel kind of went in there and just he handled him. <laughs> he 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 really handled him. Um. Yeah, not not a lot to say, man. Like he elbow, ground and pound, dark choke. He he left that fight pretty much unscathed, like he didn't really take much damage, if any. Um, so shout outs to Montel Jackson, pretty pretty flawless performance, and like I said, good to see guys from the Contender Series, you know, coming to the UFC and get get some solid wins. So this is what happens when you let um, Sean Shelby and Vic Maynard screen who Dana sees, as opposed to Dana just showing up at your card and being like, yeah. that guy can fight. Yeah, that guy's tough. He goes for it. He goes for it. <laughs> and we want that. <laughs> uh, how many guys who goes for it? They went right out the door. Just <laughs> 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 because you go for it, man, that does not translate to a good career. 
you will be going going forward in another promotion. <laughs> but that was UFC two thirty two, man. Um like I said, it's so just poetic that a card like this would end the year. Like this car had everything that embodies what the UFC and what MMA is. Controversy, amazing title performances, historic moments, veterans who just, you know, life, life just didn't work out for them. Prospects who came in and impressed. Like, this card had literally everything. There was, th this card is just embodies what MMA is in a nutshell. All the greatness. All, all of the the, the worst sides, the, the the ugly sides, the controversies, but also the beautiful moments. It was all tangled up and and packaged in one little our, our final fight card of the year. We we got all of it, just everything in one card. This 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 was 2018 couldn't have ended any other way, and boy does it make me worry about what 2019 is gonna bring. It's not gonna be. Man, it, it 2019 is gonna be really weird. Yeah, it's. Whew. But that ESPN card is really gonna set the tone. Good thing I'm not gonna Bruh. be here for it. <laughs> <laughs> boy, oh boy, I don't think I know what I'm getting into. But uh, yeah, but that was UFC uh 232. Um. Like I said, man, controversy aside, um, definitely a card worth watching. A lot of good performances. Like I said, the, the Amanda Nunez and Cyborg. Uh, Nunez, I think, really just stole this card. Um, just historic performance. Just a great moment in, in this sport. Um, Volkanovski and Mendez, you know, really epic fight. And we, we got to see Volkanovski, you know, get that that really signature that solid signature win that i think he's been looking for and he he really got one uh you know jones obviously coming back you know that's 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 a moment you know the thing that happened regardless of how you feel about it you know the, the villain's back and he, he, he's being jones again you know pretty yawn out here holding it down and we might have seen the end of uh every every you know every time i think i saw the end of bj penny comes back so i, I don't know but <laughs> Uh, we 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 we're seeing the 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 falling of grace further down the hole for B J Penn and you know, unfortunately Carlos Condit. <laughs> Not, <laughs> I didn't even want to throw his name in there, <laughs> but you know, like I said, man, this card had everything. It's all the highs, all the lows, and everything in between. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll just say Amanda Nunes riding on top of like her coach on his shoulders, screaming, "I fucking did it!" as she leaves the cage. Is one of my is going to be one of my favorite moments of the year. Yeah, that's up there. That's that. That's the one thing that, like I said, controversy aside, that moment. Even though I was rooting for Cyborg, like that's the one moment I'll pull away from this card anytime I think about it. Like Nunez, really, that was a really special moment, and I'm glad. I'm glad I went to a fight party for this. I I, I was screaming. I'm not, you know, my throat was in pain because <laughs> there was just so much yelling going on. That that was a wild moment to like witness and see like other people's reaction and like a whole room was just like, I can't believe we all just saw that. So, yeah, U UFC two thirty two man, the UFC. I, I, 
I guess would you say they went out with a bang? Is that would that be a good term? Uh, yes. It, yeah. Only because I can't think of anything funnier. <laughs> they went out with something. I don't know if it was a bang, but it was something. They they left an explosion. They they ended with some juice. Yeah. <laughs> A double entendre. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. UFC 232, the UFC just, they closed out the year, and they gave us a lot of moments and a lot of storylines that'll bleed over into 2019, and God knows what else we're going to get into. But um, that was the card, man. That's it for the UFC for this year. We won't see them again until, what is it, January 18th? Nineteenth. Um, hold up. Is it nineteenth? Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll see the UFC again on the nineteenth for uh, Cejudo and Dillashaw. Uh, so. What a year for you know. double champions. Uh. Yeah. So. I feel like that's kind of like the theme. That's been like the theme this year. We've had at least at least for the UFC. We've had two. Um, Yeah. yeah, that's. I feel like that's like the wave now. Like, if you're not a double champ now, you're not doing enough. <laughs> you're performing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the new. Th- somebody pointed this out to Joy, but it, um, asked Joy about like uh, if all if this is the way things are headed, DJ Dillashaw is about to be double champion. Yeah. Yep. Lord, I don't know why that. No, I'll, I'll leave that alone. I have reservations about that fight. I, I, I'm looking, I'm like looking forward to it, but I'm like not looking forward to it at the same time. But that's a whole other story. But um, yeah, that, that was UFC 232. Ah, this is our last podcast of the year. So happy New Year's, guys. Happy New Year's. <laughs> yeah. Next time you hear from us, it'll be 2019. Um, we'll be covering a confu- We'll be covering a confusing spectacle that is New Year's Eve in Japan. Yeah. Rising, man. Rising's coming up. Well, by the time you guys hear this, Rising will already happen. Um, uh, PFL is... When is PFL? They're coming up too. PFL somewhere around the corner. I feel like. I can't remember the exact date. Now I have pulled up in front of me. But, you know, PFL's ending the... They got their tournament uh, ending. That's, that's coming up. Rising's coming up. So, um... I haven't planned out the schedule, but the next time you guys hear from us, um, within the next two weeks, you'll hear us cover Ryzen and probably PFL, um, and then we'll fit in our Dojo Talk award show, and we'll have a, a special guest on, and it'll be a fun time. Actually, I gotta work on that today. Today, I'm gonna sit down and actually get my, uh, categories in order and i'll send it to you guys and did you ask if you want to be on yeah i I told him i'll reach out to him earlier uh i told him i'll reach out to him once i actually get the list settled um yeah i'm trying to aim for a weekend since we'll saturday it will be well the weekend will be clear for the next what week or two something like that but either, either way you guys will still be hearing from us you know Within these breaks, we have plans to still fill these gaps. And like I said, Ryzen's going on, PFL's going on, so there'll still be stuff to talk about. Um, so we'll be right back in 2019, not going anywhere. Stick with us. We'll still be here. Keep sharing. 
podcast and you know all that good stuff but end of the show man time to uh, wrap up 2018 with our last uh parting shots and shout outs of the year so I will end 2018 with uh, two shout-outs. So, uh, first shout-out. This is a shout-out I've been meaning to do for about the last three weeks. And I just kept forgetting it. So, I had to write it down. Uh, shout-outs to uh, Jose Shorty Torres. Uh, people are interviewed that we did with him. Hintity hint. Wink, wink. Um, before he even he, got to the UFC. Yeah we, we, yeah. we knew him before he hit the big leagues. Um you know, with with the flyweight division just seemingly, you know, it just seems like it's going to go away at some point. Uh, Jose was unfortunately one of the guys who kind of got cast aside, um, but he got picked up, man. He's in Brave FC now. Um, I read a, an article earlier today. Um, he seems pretty happy about his deal. Um, he didn't go into the specifics, but he said, uh, I guess like monetarily, it's, it's better. Financially, it's better. Um, and outside of fighting, um, he's going to have more opportunities. So um, I think he said he's uh, he gets a chance to do broadcasting over there. Um, obviously, he'll have, you know, just, he's not restricted to Reebok. So, you know, sponsors, he'll, he'll have a chance at that. Just more opportunities outside of the cage um, as well as broadcasting. And I think he said uh, they also do plan on letting him compete at, uh, flyweight and uh, bantamweight, which he did when he was in Titan FC. So you know, good, good, good on him, man. I'm glad he found a home, and you know it seems like he'll have a lot of good opportunities out there. So definitely be keeping an eye on him. So shout out to Brave FC for picking him up. And last uh, shout out actually will go to a movie. Um, not sure how many of you guys are familiar with Black Mirror on Netflix. Um, more of you probably are than I am. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I uh, got into the show really late probably about a year ago was the first time i actually watched it but i really enjoy it it is kind of depressing but i enjoy the show but they put out a movie um that came out this past weekend called black mirror bandersnatch it's an interactive movie i had a blast watching this <laughs> it was pretty entertaining for me um i won't spoil anything but if you're if you're a fan of the black mirror series you'll definitely love this movie um, but you can, even if you're not a fan of the TV show, because the show isn't like a linear story, like every episode is a whole set of different characters, whole set of, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those shows. So like you don't need to really watch it from the beginning to understand what's going on. So even if you've never watched Black Mirror, you could watch the movie. You're not going to be lost. There's a story that goes on and you just you get to make decisions during the, the movie that impact how the story plays out. Um, if you play video games, think of it as like, heavy rain or like um detroit become human it's like that but it's a movie um i found it really enjoyable it was, it was pretty fun for me to watch um i think i got through it in about depending on what choices you make depending on how long the movie can run um but i think they said on average about an hour and a half but it was it was a fun watch i enjoyed it so black mirror bandersnatch uh shout out to that on netflix and parting shot man um kevin spacey bro like Like, I watched a video for the first time right before we started recording with Kevin Spacey doing his, uh, I guess it was a quote-unquote comeback video while he sat in his kitchen wearing a Christmas apron, staring at a camera, talking in his movie voice or TV voice. I don't know. I, 
<laughs> I don't know if you thought this was going to help you get, like, more work. Like, I, I don't know why um, he did this, but don't ever do that again. It was very disturbing. Um, it was very confusing. Like, I just didn't really understand what I was watching. Um, just stop it, Kevin Spacey. Just go... Go just sit in a hole somewhere and just, like, don't move for a while. A long time. And just, like, don't say anything. Just just go away. Just, just go away. If you, if you don't, guys, don't know what I'm talking about. Just... Just type in Kevin Spacey. You'll see the video. Um, I, I won't really elaborate, but... Uh, parting shot to Kevin Spacey. Because the man is clearly like a sociopath. Uh, amongst other things. But, um, yeah. So, those are my parting shots and uh, shout-outs to close out 2018. Um, shout out Tumblr, because I just posted a link... An article about how PFL is copying tickets for tomorrow, and it, it, it was immediately flagged that my post violates community guidelines is now hidden. I have to appeal it. So fuck you, Tumblr. I, I don't even know why. <sighs> good old, good old Tumblr. Just Tumblr. Just. Like. Whatever. No, nobody knows what they're doing up there. It's just a bunch of people pressing buttons and nobody really knows what's going on. I, I, I can't you assume that they are people. It, Robots. It's just a bunch just... of dogs, like, messing with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a bunch of golden retrievers. It's <laughs> running around pressing buttons. Uh-uh. It's adorable. <laughs> um, but, um... No, PFL. Show us the PFL. Uh, they have a they actually like. If this card was happening today, I'd be in New York today. Like New Year's Eve, downtown in Manhattan. Like at the at MSG in Manhattan. Like, dude, you're not. I'm like that. that, that I, I would never make it home. I wouldn't make it home until 2020. Like. And it's a really good card. Like, the finals for all the uh, the tournaments. Kayla Harrison's on it. Like, I'm into the Ray Cooper the third story. Uh, he's about to go in there and fight Megamed, Megamed Karamov. Like, I I'm into the card. It's just like, I, I can't. I'm not going to New York City on New Year's Eve. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, if it was the 30th, if it was January 1st, I'm in it. December 31st is a no-go, man. Plays a fucking jungle. Yeah. Oh, no, nobody deserves to deal with that kind of, uh... That kind of traffic and just that many humans in one space. Like, I would have no way to get home. Because by the time PFL ended, the buses would be closed and I'm not driving into the city. It's just a mess. I'm not paying $80 for a taxi to take me home. Uber prices are probably going to skyrocket. Yeah. No, no, nobody's doing that. <sighs> Shout out to PFL, though. Shout out to Ray Cooper. Out here taking souls this whole year. Man. Um. Oh, is that all yet? 
Hmm? Yeah. Is that all you had? Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. I mean, if I, sat, if I sat on it, I'd probably think of something else. But why, why invite the possibility of negativity? There we go. We got to end the end, end the year on positive vibes. You know, so. We got some really good fights lined up for the beginning of next year. Um, hopefully, boxing like things pick up at like this fucking Cold War promotions ends, and we get some movement on that Errol Spence Terence Crawford fight. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. That's got to be a thing that happens next year. What else? Uh, good stuff. We got we got some interesting story. I have some interesting prospects. I, I'm hopeful, but I, I'm I'm cynical because that, that this sport made me that way. Yeah, no, yeah, understandable. This is uh, you can never let any combat sport get you too excited about anything because you are bound to be let down and have your feelings hurt. <laughs> it's just a thing that's gonna happen. Ooh, but, ooh. Uh, Zane Simon, a bloody elbow. I'm sure this probably happened a few days ago, but Cyborg's profile, along with the women's featherweight division, are already gone from the UFC rankings. So, <laughs> ooh, no bueno, no bueno. Megan Anderson might be out of a job. I mean, you know what? I'm fine with it. Bellator signer, they could have all the women's featherweights, and they actually have like a little coalition of like decentish mm. fighters. Like, women's featherweight isn't like women's flyweight or women's strawweight. Like, it, it needs one home. It could just be that site's all clunky. It has been acting True. up. Maybe, maybe it just got to sure, they, they did just re redo the whole damn thing. Like a month. So maybe that's it. Um. Oh, before we go, I don't think we mentioned like the the the, the lawsuit against the the fighters lawsuit against the USA. Nope, we did not. Um, there's no new new there's no new news on the that front. Um, but like a few weeks ago, it might have been a month ago now. I I meant I wanted to bring it up one week. I kept forgetting. Um, the UFC, uh, Dana White got in the stand, and the judge admonished him for thinking for talking about getting rid of the the men's flyweight division. <laughs> I thought it was the funniest fucking thing. I was just like, "Wow, <laughs> the legal system gets it right." Yeah, D- Dana White's the kind of guy that I don't think would ever hold up well in court. Because he just, I don't think he understands, like, logic. (laughs) He just, he's used to, like, strong-arming his way around things. And in the legal system, like, that, when you have to, like, explain that and, like, defend it, there's no, like, logic to it. So, I I don't know. We'll, we'll, We'll see how that all plays out. Um, you know, real quick, on a closing note, shout out to us. Um... The next time we record will probably be, I'm guessing, next week, or this upcoming weekend, so like the 5th or the 6th. Um, but either way, like the next time you guys hear from us, um, we'll be at our two-year anniversary. Damn. Um, our anniversary is officially on January the 5th. Yeah, honest to God, um, it's for five years. 
<laughs> the sport speeds up the aging process. Yeah, I think it's gonna be covered so many, like there's just so many fights. Like it's just it's so much to keep up with. Hold up. Wait, but, wait, 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 wait. I wanna I wanna I wanna I want statistic real quick. Alright, so we started when? In twenty sixteen? Twenty seven January fifth, twenty seventeen. January fifth, twenty seventeen. Okay. We have covered CM Punk more times on this podcast against fights than we have Dominic Cruz. Oh. And Cam Velasquez. That is depressing. (laughs) That is. I don't even want to laugh at that. (laughs) God, I want I wanted Cruz to come back, man. That 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 one hurt. Like. I want. I wanted to see him in his last hoorah, and it just like we said, the sport just it hurts your feelings sometimes, and you just you just don't get what you want. This is, this is what we signed up for. Um, but yeah, our two year anniversary is coming up, and things have been on the move. I'm collabing with other podcasts now. Um, I'm definitely looking to do more interviews next year. So I'm, I'm going to try to make a push for that. So a couple of you fighters, I'm gonna be in some DMs. So. Oh my God, dude. Dude, get um, crap. What was his name? Anthony Christian Dulu. Who's that? He's the lightweight who got beat up by Scott Holtzman. <laughs> I don't even think he fights anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Cody McKenzie. Fuck it. Oh, I'm down. I'm definitely down. I'm definitely. This is get weird. I'm scared. <laughs> that should be the first. Uh, that should be the first podcast of next year. Let's kick off 2019 with Cody McKenzie. See, see what he's up to. Hey, Co- Cody, can can you take us through the the, the scene with the Nevada State Athletic Commission <laughs> drug tester just taking off his pants? Oh, <laughs> oh no, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah man our two years anniversary is coming up so shout out to you guys man for listening and you know reposting and all that good stuff we definitely appreciate it shout out to jokes uh, I, I said jokes um, <laughs> Stokes and Joey they're not one person uh, not, not that we know along. of yeah not that we know of no 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 Dragon Ball Z fusions going on but you know, I mean, there, there's a reason them. they didn't show up on the podcast at the same time for the longest time. Mm. Conspiracies. I like jokes. That works. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to them. We just drag them along. They've just been like our like unofficial official roommates uh, <laughs> since we've been doing this. So, you know, thank you guys, man. We 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 appreciate you and uh, Joey. Uh, I'll probably be uh, uh, you know, I might need some help with this Brooklyn card, so uh, you know, keep your your schedule open if you're listening. Um, but nah, man, that's that's UFC two of yeah, that's UFC two thirty two, end of the year, man. Two thousand eighteen is over, so you know, hope you guys had a nice holiday, and hope you have a happy new year, man. Be safe out there. Don't don't drink and drive. Have a good time. Uh, hopefully, you don't have to work like me, but I'm getting time and a half. And a raise next year. 
so that'll be nice. But, um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening, man. As always, you can listen to this podcast on all of your favorite streaming platforms, man. Just share it with a friend. Keep passing it along in 2019, and we'll still be here putting out content. Uh, That's it for the show. As always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we will be there to talk about it. And until next time, we will catch you guys in 2019.